did you really believe after the rushed four years of the Trump years that we would be where we are right now, May 14th, 2022? This is Inside the Jackal Said. The following program contains language and subject matter that you may consider unsuitable for children. Parental discretion is advised. Greetings, Earthman. Uh, His Highness the Jackal. The Jackal. I'm going to pass the reins to Mr. Jackal, the new king of Virginia. I think Jackal's a Latino. I'm not sure, but he'll give it to you, Jeff. The Jackal. Thank you for everyone listening around the globe, and yes, even the flat earthers. Thank you all for taking your time. And the question that I pose is, can you believe it is 2022 and we're going through what we're going through? We have the commander-in-chief who is literally the village idiot. I mean, for all the grief that George Bush Jr. took over the years. My goodness, Joe Biden is slower, dumber, and more evil. And let's just say it's like football field UFO compared to a tin can of pea soup. That's the best comparison I can think of, more or less. Now, sure, pea soup tastes great with some cheese on it, but it's it's no comparison to a football-sized mothership, okay? So, what is it that we're doing? I mean, does it boggle your mind? Would you believe you look back and see how fast the years have gone by? Like, how fast 22 is about leaving? You know, it's almost... Halfway through the year. That's insane in itself. It's almost half the year already. It's May 14th, 2022. You probably think he's lost his mind. It's just another year. To me, it doesn't feel like it's any different than 2017, 2018, 2019. 2020, 2021, but when I go anywhere, everybody else is trying to move quicker than the last person. Sound quicker. The process of everything is faster. Our brothers talk about the, the quickening, how there's a quickening going on, and how things are going to get faster as technology speeds up. We're trying to figure out how to keep up with the technology so one overtakes the other and eventually we have to find a way to play faster. And that might be exactly what's happening. I understand why you would not want to bear the child of a rapist. Fully noted. But if you're not in that part of the demographic, demographic and you just eh, I didn't want to take a pill and I, I didn't really care and this and that then I think a 50-50 conversation should at least be one that goes you know on before you make that final decision uh, there's been uh, you know uh, not a I wouldn't say 
millions, but definitely thousands of babies that have been saved uh, after botched abortions. And uh, a lot of good have come from some of these uh, botched abortions. A lot of kids have grown up to have, you know, prosperous and very effective and great lives. Uh, so, I mean, you never know who you're killing. You might be killing somebody who could be uh, the doctor that discovers the cure for cancer or warp speed technology or something that deals uh, a great, you know, help to humanity. Uh, at the same time, you might be killing the next Hitler. You never know. Now, I do find it funny, though, that uh, I, I was watching some videos on this earlier, and uh, some videos that had, you know, some of these pro-choice women, uh, and one of them said, I wish my mother had aborted me. And then I looked at it, and I was like, you know what, I almost wish your mother had aborted you also, to be honest. But she didn't. You're here. You should be very lucky that you are here. You know, life is a gift, folks, and you really, we should enjoy every moment of it. Now, let me go ahead and play this clip, because there's some interesting stuff that happens here. Uh, including uh, one Mrs. Hillary can't stay away from the news Clinton who decided to uh, throw in her two cents into this whole thing which is hysterical because she really for the life of me I don't know why this lady keeps talking she lost the election nobody likes her she cries about it and yet she's it's still here she goes do you think Progressive activists that are now planning protests outside some of the justices' houses are extreme. Peaceful protest? No, peaceful protest is not extreme. Okay, first, that's uh, before Hillary Clinton comes on. That's uh, Jen Chucky. Uh, she's talking to uh, the press, and they're asking about peaceful protests outside the uh, SCOTUS's. Uh, you know, the justice, uh, the, the highest judges in the land, okay? Supreme Court justice, uh, is the highest court in the land. Now, there are people protesting outside their homes because their docs were thrown out there, and now everybody knows where these folks live. That's really messed up. I mean, why would you put that info out there? I mean, I really do hope they arrest the person who did this, because, I mean, that's messed up. You're putting other people's lives at risk, uh, people that, you know, this is their job uh, to, you know, make laws, and now some lunatic who might be against whatever they, you know, throw out there, uh, you know, might go do some harm. And this is a tactic the left keeps using, where if you don't abide by our rules, we're going to have you killed. You know, we're going to make your life miserable. We're going to attack you. I mean, uh, uh, until what ends, uh, folks? I mean, this is, first of all, it's childhood, you know, childish behavior. Let's just start there. But it is just messed up behavior. But check this out. Let me hear play the, clip, the rest of this clip. Because you got to hear the Hillary Clinton part, but here's Jen Chuck. posted a map with the home addresses of the Supreme Court justices. Is that the kind of thing this president wants to help your side make their point? 
Look, I think the president's view is that there's a lot of passion, a lot of fear, uh, a lot of uh, sadness from many, many people across this country about what they saw in that leaked document. Uh, we obviously want people's privacy to be respected. And Hillary Clinton is also inflaming passions over the end of Roe. And any American who says, look, I'm not a woman, this doesn't affect me, I'm not black, that doesn't affect me, I'm not gay, that doesn't affect me. Once you allow this kind of extreme power to take hold, you have no idea who they will come for next. Nothing about what she said there. You have no idea who they're going to come for next. Folks, uh, it's clear who they're coming for next. They're coming for you, for me, for anybody who opposes whatever their communist views are. Uh, now, I've heard people talk about how George Soros is funding all this stuff. Uh, he, of course, gets thrown into the mix every time something happens. They always blame it on Soros. I don't know if it was him or whoever it was, but whoever leaked the info of the houses where the uh, Supreme Court justices live, I mean, these people should go to prison, to be honest. And... uh uh, Hillary Clinton should just shut her mouth at this point. You know, nothing that she says is credible. For her to open her mouth and uh, and say that, oh, if you let them get away with this, talking about the conservatives and overturning Roe versus Wade, then they'll they'll never relinquish the power. You know, she's like the emperor in Star Wars. She really is. And she knows about never wanting to relinquish power because that's all she ever does. I mean, she's really hasn't admitted that she lost in 2016. She blames everybody but herself. And uh, all she does is cry and cry and cry and cry about it. So what else can we say other than the fact that she's a lunatic? These people on the left are crazy. And by some, you know, you know, crazy luck, they never get caught or arrested. They always get away with this stuff. I mean, you notice that? Nobody ever, like, goes to prison for this crap. You know, and, and that in itself is like, how does that happen? How is it that they can do whatever the hell they want, essentially, right? I mean, this is pretty much what's happening here. They do whatever the hell they want, and they never get, you know, charges brought upon them. You're talking about putting information on the Supreme Court justices out there. They could get them killed. And I am sure that the left is going to bury this thing to do everything else, and it's going to be tomorrow's news. Now, it's funny that it's coming out, of course, during the, you know, the, the worst time that we are facing economically in the country. Uh, you know, the Biden war that he, uh, has, uh, ignited over in Ukraine by allowing Putin to do whatever the hell he wants. Uh, inflation is at an all-time high. But, uh, you know, you can't even go to Taco Bell anymore, for, for Christ's sake. So I was having this conversation earlier where a four ninety nine to five ninety nine combo just a year ago, it's nine ninety nine now. When I go grocery shopping and I can only afford the bare essentials, as you know, my health is bad and I'm out for my seasonal job, so I'm not working. So I got no more income coming in. Whatever little I've saved is going to go to pay bills. Uh... So, 
it's just, I mean, if you put your mind and you start trying to wrap some of the stuff around, you know, what's going on, this is crazy times that we're living in, where the left just keeps getting away with a bunch of things that make no sense. And I really want to get to Penny Bradley's point on this, because me and her are both kind of independent. Uh, we don't particularly uh, believe in one religion or uh, and, uh we don't particularly believe in one party. Uh, I don't believe in one party rule. I don't. I don't particularly believe in the right or the left. I think they're both full of crap. I'm like Elon Musk in that sense, where he did the uh, cartoon for Twitter, which, by the way, him buying Twitter is awesome. But that cartoon he did, where he's, he's like more liberal at one point. But then they got crazier, and the, the crazier they got, he got more center, more center, more center. Now he's, like, all the way to the right. And uh, that's kind of where I'm leaning towards. But at the same time, I am not a uh, Democrat, and I'm not a Republican. I am a registered independent, and I'm very proud of that. I'm, in fact, uh, it, it took me some time to become that. Uh, it was something that I was able to do, you know, with the uh, ease of the world. I had to, like, literally uh, do this uh, for quite a bit of time before I was able to, to become independent. Uh, it took some work. It took a lot of doing. But I was able to do it, and uh, I'm very happy that I was able to do it. Uh, now, with that said... Moving on to more news because there is other things to talk about, but I want you to, I, I want you all to keep this in mind because this is important news. I want you to keep you know doing your research on Roe versus Wade, as you know we come down here on the timeline as to if this even gets overturned. I am sure there's going to be more stuff. Uh, that we get to talk about when it comes to Roe versus Wade in the next few weeks. If it does get overturned, beware because the abortion uh, baby-hating liberals are going to be out on the hunt. I mean, this might turn into the purge. The way they're doing it, Jesus. Now, if you guys are familiar with uh, what I've been working on for the last uh, several weeks uh, on and off, the website is almost 100% fully operational. It's uh, puresolidnews.com. Uh, it's taken a major uplift uh, or facelift in the next, the last uh, few weeks. Uh, I think it's looking great. Uh, it's almost done. There's a couple glitches that we're trying to work on now for the uh, register and and the sign-ups and, and stuff like that. But uh, for the most part, it's uh, almost finished. Now, the cool thing about this website is that it's going to be for you, the people, to become not only just a subscriber and, and you know, tweet back and forth, but if you want to post news that is solid, is verified, and it's real, you're able to do it. And it'll be right on the front page. It's a news outlet for the people, by the people, and it's a hundred percent patriot. Uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff that I've posted on there already. 
uh, and the stuff that I've been, you know, posting for the last uh, year, just to prep it and get it ready to go, and so when it rolls out, it doesn't have, like, two posts on there, so. But one that just recently happened was Marjorie Taylor Greene got acquitted, and this is fantastic, because, you know, not only do we love uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene here on uh, Inside Jackal Said, but this is great for us Trump supporters because, you know, that's what she is. She's a, a major Trump supporter. And if you're not following what's been going on with her, uh, it's a real shame what she's been having to go through. She, uh, man, it's really tough. Because she was uh, nothing more than just, uh, you know, a Trump supporter. And uh, she has been put through the ringer by the left for being just that. I mean, that, that's really it. You support Trump, you're evil, according to the left, right? Uh, so anything she does is highly scrutinized as being evil. And it's it's just horrible. But uh, she went to court. They had um, a trial, the whole nine yards. And now she's completely acquitted of all charges uh, so she can run again uh, for the uh, election coming up. She's able to do it, and that's fantastic news. So our hats off to uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene for getting acquitted. That was just posted there yesterday, and uh, it's fantastic, fantastic news. It really is. Um, you know, we we are uh, deeply indebted to her because she's kept it kept it real uh, for a lot of us. And uh, you know, I think that a lot of people take her for granted, which is a, a damn shame. And uh, she really, really deserves a lot more props than she gets. So uh, check out the website. If you find any glitches on puresolidnews.com, bear with us. You know, we're still working the kinks out. And uh, it should be 100% within the next uh, week or so. Uh, but there's a lot of stuff we're posting on there, a lot of information. Uh, now, this is not a Q-based website or anything of that nature, so don't think, oh, this is going to be like a QAnon type of thing. Nope, not at all. Uh, it has something to do with QAnon. Uh, in fact, uh, we're QAnon uh, to the right side, to the left side, and we're moving on from QAnon. We, we have nothing to do with QAnon, and nor do we want to. Um some people accused me of being a QAnon follower, and I told them, "Heck no, I will not be, you know, be uh, put in that category." I uh, want nothing to do with QAnon. Uh, just, you know, I'm not a radical like that, so I didn't want uh, to be associated with uh, those folks. Just like I, I think that what happened in the Capitol on January 6th was wrong, I also do think that what's going on now with the uh, the way they're treating the people they arrested to be horrendous and just as evil as anything we've seen from the radical left. But, I mean, does it shock you that they're doing this to these people? Does it 
really uh, make you scratch your heads, the way they're treating these uh, uh, citizens? If, again, in this country now, you're a Trump supporter. They're treating you like if you're a part of the Nazi group that wanted to kill, you know, and genocide the Jews. And so far, uh, Trump has not killed one Jew. Not one. So I don't know why they keep trying to say that he's, uh, you know, the next Hitler. Evil orange men are coming to get you. I mean, it's ridiculous. The one who's really doing evil is in the White House right now, Joe Biden. Who's caused the inflation? Who lied to America directly on camera saying they had no knowledge of his son's laptop when we know for a fact that he did? Okay? We know he did. But yet, he gets away with it. You know, I had a, a clip that I want to play uh, from the great Mark Levin. Uh, about this, but I somehow lost the clip. I don't know what the hell happened to it. I was uh, trying to look for it earlier here, but just my luck. I can't seem to find this sucker. Uh, maybe I'll find it. Maybe I don't. I don't know. But all I know is that it's, to me, hysterical how the left keeps trying to go at Trump. You know, Trump is, uh, you know, he's always been kind of a, how can I best describe it? Um, kind of just a, an out there kind of guy. Like, I mean, he's never been really much into the politics in the past, and then he kind of got into it. But he's never been really, uh, you know, other than the show, The Apprentice, you never really heard anything bad about Trump. But then he, you know, he decides to run for office. All of a sudden, he becomes public enemy number one. How does that happen? Like that part, I just I don't understand it. It it you know it's beyond my comprehension. I guess I don't know. But how do you go from being somebody who is, uh, you know, you know, not even that political, to now you're the most evil man in America? Think about that, folks. It's all part of the deception by the left. And th and it all happened because he beat Hillary, and uh, she was supposed to uh, be the one in charge. And he destroyed her. So there uh, there goes the, uh, the little news uh, at the beginning of the show that I wanted to get to. I do have, like I said, Penny Bradley on. I'm sorry if I'm a little rusty. I haven't been on the air much in the last five months. Uh, I did get to uh, participate on uh, Jaffe Ryder's show uh, just last night, and that was a lot of fun. I haven't been on there in months. And uh, shout-outs to him. And uh, a few nights ago, I uh, showed up and did Naroki's taping. Uh, and uh, shout-outs to Naroki inviting me over. But I haven't done this show uh, much in the last five months because I've been, you know, either sick or, uh, you know, working overnight and this and that. And, uh, so it's been kind of like kind of a goofy schedule and uh, it just has not happened. But I have Penny Bradley again uh, during the second hour. She's going to join me at 10. I'm super excited to have her on. 
she's a fantastic uh, person and uh, just uh, somebody I really uh, like to uh, go back and forth with um, on chat mostly because I haven't had her on the show. But um, we're going to uh, get to uh, meet her here on Inside Jackal's Head in the next uh, 15, 20 minutes. And until uh, uh, I get back into rhythm, it's going to seem like I'm a little bit off, so just bear with me. But uh, I do, uh, you know, I've been working on the infrastructure also. Um, and a lot of other things uh, that you're going to be aware of in the near future. One thing is we'll bring in a, a couple of things to light in the next uh, week or so, which um, maybe month, which is going to be real exciting when you guys hear about it, uh, including the return of one Mr. Nicholas or Mitch, the Lionheart, Mitchell Nicholas Gerber, and uh, his show on these Truth Radio, which is going to be making a big comeback here on the network in uh, a most notorious way. Because, of course, he has always a lot of stuff that he, that he has to say about the Uyghur Muslims, China, China, and uh, the uh, full-on gong. And, uh, we're you know, we're always uh, just a phone call away, even though he's over in Vietnam. But um, he's uh, one of the good guys, and he's been doing this for a very long time. So it's uh, always fun to like shoot the shit with him. And we were talking about some ways to, uh, you know, oh, someone's outside having a party. We, you know, we're talking about uh, some ways to, you know, get the show back on and him uh, doing his stuff again on the uh, network. And uh, we, we were working on something that's big, folks. And when you hear what it is, I think some of you are going to really be shocked uh, by what, you know, happens. Now, if you do want to follow my work, of course, you all can do that for free. I don't charge anybody. You can go down to my uh, website, angelespino.com. It's very simple. It's my name. At the end, you put the .com, and you get to ride. I made it easy and simple because everybody kept asking me. Why is it there's like 40 websites? And I'm like, there's not 40 websites. There's like three or four. And you, you got to have it. You got to have like PSN Radio, Soulflow Radio, and, uh, you know, those websites. And uh, they kept saying, yeah, but it's, it gets complicated. And I'm like, okay, well, we've got more websites coming, and we're going to unify all this stuff. But for me, it, it became easier just to uh, put out my own personal site, and uh, I put on the uh, the angelespino.com, uh, and that's up and running. The banner that I'm using has the URL and my name on it and my picture, the whole nine yards. Uh, it looks really sweet, by the way. I made uh, cards that I've been passing out. And everything does seem to be getting quicker. Food-wise and stuff, good tomatoes, you know, good heads yeah, of yeah. lettuce, you know. Well, here in, uh, here in Publix, which is our big store outlet for groceries, Publix throws away food that is still, like, 10 days from, like, going bad. Think about right. that. I mean, we're talking yeah, about breads, sugary treats. 
Right. When I, I lived there in, in uh, I was born in Miami. We lived in, 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 well, it was, it was Coral Gables, but I think it was called Kendall Sunnyland or something like that. Where oh, yeah, I'm familiar, with, I'm familiar and, with you. Uh, I lived around there. I went to Palmetto Elementary School from first to fifth grade. Okay. And that was the big store there. It was the Publix. Big green neon yep. store. That's the one. Yeah, I think yeah. that's yeah. The, the, I lived in Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina, and I never saw Publix there. I think it was a Florida-only thing, you know, at the time. Yeah, no, they've expanded since. Publix is uh, very, very large. Um to the point there, uh, even Walmart takes its cues for its grocery side from Publix. So if you see some at a certain price range at Publix, it's going to be about the same thing at Walmart on the grocery side. Um, just because they, they kind of mimic each other. But a practice that Walmart's been doing for a while now is they let the product get as old as possible before they throw it out. Publix would have things like 10, 15 days pre, which were like one or two days pre or three days pre at Walmart. So the price difference would go way down at Walmart. So Walmart became the more popular choice for a lot of folks trying to save a buck or two. Now, Walmart does that for years. They turn profits, they make a lot of money. Publix is finally catching up. But because of the inflation, and they're not chopping down the dollars, everything still costs the same. But now, you're getting meal inflation. Or it's not just costing you more money to buy the crap, but you get shorter time with the crap at home to turn it into crap. Wait. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. So, yeah. the crap that costs you a lot, a lot of crap and money, it's going to last you less because of the crap being done by the administration currently in office. And right now they've done so much damage, there is no way around this crap. Like right now we're deep, deep like in our, in our knees up to bullshit. But it's going to get neck deep pretty soon. Right. I, I'm 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 teaching a lot of the I, I I haven't met a whole lot of people in Missouri, but the few that I have met, stuff like that. You know, I'm I'm teaching them. You know, if if you're buying fruits and vegetables at whichever store, if you're buying it at Harps, which is a little local community store, or yep. you're getting them at the Super Walmart, you know, the Winn Dixie or something like that. When you take the onion home, when you when you take the celery home. You know, when you take the potatoes home, the tomatoes home and stuff like that, I'm teaching them how that, you know, every once in a while, you know, take the seeds out, don't eat them with the tomatoes, you know, put them on paper towel, dry them out, you know, plant them. Uh, when you take your uh, uh, celery or your onions or something like that, you know, take the, the major part of the vegetable off the top and yep. then at the bottom where the root system is, just go out and take your hand and cup a little hole in the in the dirt, in the ground, or whatever, stick that goober in there, wait a little while, and you get another head or another piece, you know? Teaching everybody that the way yeah. the world's going to shit now, double double, double your stuff, you know, once you buy it and everything, take take the top part off, stick the other part in the ground, and go again. You know, it's funny, we've become back to the time when our parents used to farm their own foods, and, you know, for a long time, we relied on Publix, we relied on, on Winn-Dixie, you know, these outlets that 
just have the food there. We're going to go back to a stage in our society where we're going to have to create our own food. And you know that's where the, the, the herding will get uh, weaker, and I think that's the thing of the herd which is going to happen. And the way I see society right now, the way I'm looking at some of these cats, especially the, the middle class that runs things, for example, or the upper class that's really running things, the one percenters, the more I see these cats, the least likely I think they would survive. So, you know what? Let, let them have it. Let them have their cake and eat it, too. A friend of mine was telling me today that, you know, in, in a way it's positive and negative that you're living in a farm, that if they decide to do this, uh, whatever, that, that you know, the word they were talking about were moving everybody into the big cities, getting right. everybody out of the country, you know, right. so they can, you know, create their genetically modified bullshit or whatever. But, hey, you know, you can't get everybody out of the country. I mean, right. you, the people that, you know, are self-sustaining, well, you're people that are growing their the, own the gardens, they're going to need people like us. They're going to need people like us to grow their gardens and their farms and go out and pick the weeds by hand, you know, and everything like that. And then, you know, not going to get everybody out of the country because who are you going to, who are you going to get to, to, to help you grow your, your farms and your gardens and all that crap, you know, when the world supposedly, I mean, that's, that's one version of the future. It may not never happen. But, you know, those of us that know how to self-sustain and how to can, you know, and how to do gardens and how to redo every, how to redo do the things, they're going to need us. They're not hey, going to push us into the cities because we're yeah. not the ones that are getting yeah, all the well, public assistance. We're not all yeah. that are, you know. Not right away, maybe, but they're gonna they're they're gonna achieve their goals come by hook or by crook, you know, come hell or high water, and and then whether and if that includes as well bringing in a a cheap foreign probably Chinese outside of the stuff that you talked about that you're going through with the thyroid and everything like that, and the, since since you were on with Jappy, you know, last time, how, how have you been doing or holding up or or what? I've been holding up and doing. That answers your question. Uh, every time I wake up in the morning, I'm not sure if I'm still asleep or if I'm awake. But I'm looking around and I'm like, at least this is something. Because it was total darkness and I couldn't move, that would be a problem. But at least I, I see things vaguely because I have to get my glasses and put them on, you know? If not, I'm near blind. Uh, and I can wiggle my arms around. Uh, I do suffer from um, some numbness on my arms, which on certain days is not too bad of a scenario. <laughs> Ladies, if you know what I mean. It's called Stranger. But um, for the most part, man, another night in paradise. Uh, I, you know, I know you guys are on. I had some stuff here at the uh, apartment I was taking care of. And I was like, let me just leave the boys recording. And next thing you know, it's now, you know, 1.46 a.m. See how that works. Yeah. Well, here. Yeah. You always want to talk to, man. I don't sleep like normal. I mean, despite my physical, you know, problems and stuff, I mean, uh, everybody sees me from the neck up. Every once in a while, somebody will notice that I have twitch or tremor over here on the left side of my face because of my 
stroke, I have uh, Todd's paralysis and stuff like that. Now, a lot yeah, of times yeah. they see my hand, but it's blurry, you know, so on and so forth. But if I was just to hold it up, you would see that there is a difference between my left hand and my right hand. I have uh, Dupuytren's contracture in the left hand, and mm. I have drop foot, you know, on the left side and everything like that. But, but I've learned to make do, you know, turn everything around, you know, and, and you know, I, I don't pay attention to it or anything like that anymore. It's just part of my everyday everyday life, you know. Yeah, I find the same thing. If I just kind of like, you know, not even pay attention to it, the, you know, things go by quick anyway these days. And once you get older, that seems to happen more and more to everybody I talk to. It's like, yeah, dude, man, the days just take forever. Now it's like it, everything just flies right by, man. And I'm like, well, you weren't smoking a doobie all day long. But most of the time, you know, they're like, no, nah, man, I wasn't smoking no doobie. It's just that, like, you know, every day that, you know, rolls by, man, it just flies by, bro. And I'm like. He smoked a lot of doobies, maybe not now, but he did it at one point. And I have a lot of respect for those kind of folks. But more importantly is the days do just fly by. And I'm in my mid-40s. What pertails your age? I just turned 62 on May 1st. Well, see, look at that. So I'm entering the midlife crisis. You've been battling this thing for quite a bit now. You know, any advice to me, the only the younger uh, bearer of this horrible disease called midlife crisis, uh, you've been dealing with it. Tell me, give me some advice. In, in what respect to what now? The natural male midlife crisis. Well, um, as 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 I've you know spoken of before, you know, and have brought up and everything like that, you know. My life's a little bit different than, than most people. I mean, I've been single most of my life. I went through like almost 33 years of having a severe seizure disorder. You yeah. know, uh, didn't have any, you know, relationships with women and stuff like that because, you know, I make a joke about it and stuff like that. It says, you want to really have some good sex with a man? Have sex with him while he's having a seizure. Trust me, it's not that fun, you know. It could be worse, you know. You could be a man and having uh, sex with a woman when she has a seizure. You may or may not get your penis back out. But, you know, I make jokes about stuff like that. But um, midlife crisis for, for people that are like, uh, you know, have a normal, you know, lifestyle. They're paying mortgages, you know. They right. That was a very dark joke, by the way. I like it. No, I I make fun of life. I make fun of myself. You know, I've always made fun of myself because that keeps other people from, you know, using, you know, whatever my my past is or my lifestyle choices or whatever, you know, making facetious, you know, jokes about, you know, right. me and, and, and how I how I choose either choose to live my life or, you know, uh have no other choice but but make do with what I have. Uh, before I moved up here in Missouri, you know, I lived in the same town there in, in Texas in a town called Zapata, and I lived there for 23 years, and only three years of those 20 years did I have running water, electricity, you know, uh, 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 sleeping out of the elements, you know, stuff like that. The other 20 years, you know, I didn't have running water. I had to go, you know, to a friend's house or or 
go up to the garage a couple of blocks up, you know, to use the toilet or take a shower and stuff like that. You know, I didn't have refrigeration. I did have, I did have, always had propane gas. So I always had a way to cook. And then when it got cold, I always had a way to keep warm and everything like that. But I didn't bitch about what I didn't have, you know, and, and talk about Jesus, you know, you know, whatever. I would always be thankful that, you know, I have a place to sleep, you know, the mosquitoes are not biting me, you know, I'm not sleeping in the rain, you know, and, and stuff like that. So I always had that level of, you know, positivity and everything like that. You know, my life, you know, to the world supposedly sucked and everything like that. But, you know, I may do with, with what I had when I had it, you know, and stuff like that. But uh I don't think that I have had a midlife crisis, so to speak, or gone through menopause or whatever you want to call it, like most people would go through because they have a normal lifestyle and everything. So I probably uh, am not a person who can give you any, you know, uh, any helpful information as to how to make it through midlife crisis because, you know, I don't go through the things everyone goes through in life, you know. Principles and well, you have and you have no no wife, no mortgage, and no kids, right? Oh, you? No, I have neither of those three. No wife, no mortgage, no kids. By the way, I'm not hitting on you. I'm no homo. Uh, but uh, are you, do you have wife, marriage, and house, and kids? Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. See, I, because like I said, because of my accident, and then shortly thereafter, having you know, even while I was taking medication. Taking those uh -huh. Pfizer pills, you know, still having, you know, three to five seizures a week, always waking up in the emergency room with this lady that I'd go to the emergency room tonight, then go tomorrow night, the next night, it'd be the same damn nurse. Hi, Mr. Merrill. You know what day it is? Do you know who the president is? And I turn around and say, the same shit you asked me last night when I was here, those are the same answers, you know? Get tired of that crap, you know? Yeah, but, but uh, are, are you? Uh, but are you aware that Gerald Ford is no longer the president? Oh, oh. <laughs> I, I, yeah. Every once in a while, you know, I, 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 I would go. Um, let me see. Last time I was it Reagan? Is Reagan the president? You know, like that. And some of the nurses knew me real well. He's okay. He's just being an asshole. You know, whatever. <laughs> you, I have to ask. I have to ask, uh, because uh, if not, I wouldn't be doing my journalistic job. You know, I believe all about journalism. Now, with, with that said, uh, I love journalists. I love, uh, you know, spreading the news. But isn't it sad that we live in a country where we can't trust the news anymore? You've been an old-timer. You should have a, a, a view on this that should... I mean, you've been around, so you should know 40 years ago what was going on, 30 years ago, 20 years ago, currently. I mean, you, you should be well caught up in all these things. You're a smart man. You know the news. You have no kids, no wife. This is hardcore stuff. This is what you're meant to do. So tell us... Did you ever think that in America we were going to see this crap? Oh, no, because I was raised in the same McCarthy 
Indian-ish, you know, era that everybody else was raised in. You know, right. Russia and, and China are the ones who started propaganda. And, uh, you know, that the water's good for you and, and, and the food's good for you. FDA one time, you know, okay, if you're not eating well enough, buy some supplements. Take some vitamins, you know, if you're not eating healthy or whatever. Right. A couple of years later, oh, those for you. It's got wax in it, got all this other crap, it's not good for you and everything like that. And then when we went through the uh, 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 health thing where Jane Fonda was, you know, exercising her thighs and then whatever that uh, Maricon guy was that was uh, 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 weird Simmons. hair and everything that was sweat. Huh? Richard Simmons? Yeah, Richard Simmons, when he was sweating to the oldies and stuff like that, and the FDA says, yeah, now that you're exercising, buy masters and everything, go to Whole Foods and get you oh, some supplements, so-and-so and everything. That visual of Richard Simmons said, hold on, hold on, hold on a second, hold on a second, uh, David, real quick. That visual you just gave uh, half our listeners of Richard Simmons sweating to the oldies with that, you know, thing on his uh, thighs, squeezing his thighs. That is horrible imagery. Please don't partake on that again. <laughs> what? Why would you do that to? Uh, why would you do that to your fellow Americans? What is it? Chuck Norris is like ninety-six, and he's still promoting that that machine that the. He was putting on uh, uh, TV at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. He's yeah. still promoting that stuff. So, I mean, you know. Chuck Norris will never die. I mean, Chuck Norris is an immortal. You didn't know that? Or... Right. When, when God said, let there be light, it was only because Chuck Norris approved the project first. True story. <laughs> Chuck told God, uh, uh, okay, go move, move on to, with the old light thing. Go ahead. Have you ever heard of, uh, have you ever heard of the bodybuilder? He, he was, uh, Mr. Olympian for eight years in a row. His name is Lee Haney. He's supposedly big time Christian or something now. No, he I was, he, he was in my graduating class. He, he used to, he used to work at the same bar that I used to work at my, uh, he was a bouncer. My brother was a bouncer. My sister was a bartender. And I worked in the DJ booth controlling all of the lights and stuff when disco was popular and everything like that. But uh, I, I tried reaching out to him, but I guess he reads my Facebook page, you know, and sees that I don't believe in any particular God and stuff. So, you know, he, he doesn't get back to me. But that's fine. You know, it, that's, that's his way of looking at life. You know, I don't judge him or anything like that, but. You know, I don't believe in any particular uh, sort of God, and I, I find that always uh, lovable about you. You're like a, a bear from another mother who squeezed me from across the street, or well, something like that. But you know, we're both, I think, almost on the same page. You're what? You're uh, completely agnostic, or are you, you know, more out there like you're completely? Non-religious, you don't believe in God or anything. Well, I, 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 the, the when people ask me that, that I, I, the best way I can describe it is, is, and not to be confused with a particular uh, uh, sexual deviant or whatever, but uh, I'm what they call a pantheist. 
And the, okay. and the pantheist is the idea that all gods or all beliefs have merits in the way okay. if you look at them in, in, in the way of positivity. You know, I believe that there is a, a, a source, that there is an origination of, of where we came from, whether we came, came by, by way of DNA manipulation through alien species or we were uh, we came from lizards and monkeys and so on and so on, whatever. I have the belief that whatever makes you happy, whatever allows you to make it through the day, whether you pray to, you know, Mary, you know, whatever, or you throw the holy water or you're burning the sage or whatever, if if that makes you feel good, if it if it makes you to the point where, you know, you can be productive every day and everything like that, you know, I, I think that's great. But anybody, no matter what religion they believe in or whatever God that they believe in, my opinion is that God is is a loving creation or something like that. So you would as think. a Christian or as a Buddhist or as a Hindu, you start classifying people into groups and saying only these people this and only these people that, then that's when I go, uh-uh, no, that, uh, you, you can't possibly be, you know, believing in a, in a loving God you know, to classify and put people in little groups and stuff. You know, I, I don't believe right. in that, you know. I don't have a problem with LGBT. I don't have a problem with with transvestites or transgenders and stuff like that. But personally, you know, I'm not a parent, you know. I, I went to school. When we went to school, we took sex education from the coach who also taught, you know, the uh, uh, driving classes and stuff like that. I believe that when you get to the point in your life, whether it's 9 or 11 or 13 or whatever, when your body goes through changes and you start asking yourself, why do I feel this way and so and so and whatever, if your parents haven't already told you the basics about birds and the bees and sex education, then start teaching that in school. But the the big thing with me is it's not whether or not, you know, transvestites are teaching, you know, kids in school about, you know, you shouldn't need to be teaching kindergarten, first, second, third graders, you know, about sex, period. It's got nothing to do with it. it's gay sex or straight sex or whatever, you know. They kiss their friends, you know, in school. They're boys, and they hold hands with boys, and they kiss girls and everything. And to them, it's not a sexual thing. It's it's this is my friend, you know, type thing and stuff like that. I think sex education, just like they did for thousands of years or whatever, is do it when it gets to the point where the child starts questioning why they feel the way they do. And kindergartners and first and second, third graders do not feel that way at that time. I don't well, think you know, I, I don't remember, I don't remember too far, far back, but I do remember my high school days and we started kicking the critical race theory and a lot of the teachers were like kind of butchy. Um, I don't want to say they were, they were lesbians, uh, but I'm sure there were plenty among them. Uh, but uh, I was always, you know, more into, like, the title about, like, religion. So when I asked, I was more in, are you agnostic? Are you atheist? You know, your religious background? I know your family was a certain religion. For example, my family, we have on, on my dad's side, we have what is considered Christians. Uh, there's some uh, Cuban Jews or Jubans, as I like to call them. Uh, we have um, a lot of Jehovah's Witnesses. Uh, I'm on my dad's side a lot. 
a lot. And uh, in fact, most of the churches I went to as a kid were Jehovah's Witness temples or church or whatever the hell you call them. Um, as far as on, yes, whatever. Um, the first one I got kicked out of was the Jehovah's Witness church. It was fun. Now on my mom's side, um, you know, she didn't practice one particular religion. I know they tried to get the Vatican and a lot of the Christians involved during uh, a time when my, when my brother was in prison to try to get his sentence, uh, you know, minimized. So there is uh, a lot of that kind of church involved in the family when I was growing up, but she wasn't of one particular belief. In fact, I would say more than anything, she was agnostic, kind of like me, like, we believe in a singular God, there is one creator that created everything, but I think people have just kind of like interpreted this being, whatever it is, differently. And I think the way that, the only proper way for this particular intelligence to communicate to all living intelligence in the cosmos is through mathematics. And this is why when you, you know, look at the math behind creation, the math behind the, uh, the universe itself, it's all, you know, ones and zeros, it's all mathematically equatable. Uh, it's pretty interesting that even, like, you know, the... Um, for example, um, the crop circle stuff has a lot of mathematic equation into it. Of course, it's fake and, and phony crop circles, but there's also the ones we think that are real. Now, that's just my perspective. What's your thought on, on those things? Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, I, I, I believe, you know, that some are real, some are not. Uh, I, I I did a little brief study about four or five years ago on fractals, uh-huh. which is a form of uh, uh, mathematical equations. I also studied a little bit on the uh, uh, what they call the uh, Fibonacci squirrels and how they work in nature and everything with you know plants and everything like that. Right. And then there's also uh, Tesla spoke heavily, heavily about the number three six nine. And if you think you know, if you if you think everything that you do in life, and if you understand how it works with the three six nine principle, everything becomes easier for you. So yes, in the mathematical yes. way, yes. Tesla had a, a great way of you know, looking at math and putting uh, almost uh, a God's eye into what was going on when uh, he, he was dissecting math. Uh, I never was very good at math. I usually would fail uh, because I saw so many numbers. And I'm like, it never ends. It just is driving me crazy. And then I had some really good teacher that we were, we were teachers where they were like, just go to sleep in our class and we'll give you a D. You get a flipping D for going to sleep. It's passable. And I would not argue that. So... Uh, I would, you should just take a nap, wake up, uh, after a pull of my own drawer was on the desk, um, I would gather my thoughts, and I would pass with a D. 
It's not that I couldn't do the equations. It's just that I didn't have in my mind the patience to do the equations, you know. Uh, but luckily for me, I went to a really, you know, cool school for high school. And the uh, teachers were like, just, just take a nap, dude. Just please take a nap. Uh, little would they know that later on in life, I'd be like, damn, if I haven't taken naps, I might know better than what the, t- the hell's going on. But, um, you know, that's just part of the dork in me, I guess. Uh, but I do find that there's a missing connection that man has always made, and I don't know if it's on purpose, or if it's, um, ignorance, or whatever, but math, science, and religion are all intertwined. Forget creation, forget Darwinism, or forget uh, the Big Bang. There's always been the entire existence has been here. Sticking transformations, whatever. But the point is, we're riding God's wave at you know at any given point. Uh, point. But the the big takeaway is that, that there is a creator, but it's more fun to create something that creates other life and just sit back and watch it evolve. So why not marry everything into one story arc? I think this will solve a lot of the, what science and religion goes through where they're never on the same page because they all want to be the right one. Well, no, what if we're all right? What if there was a... You know, a being that created everything. And maybe it did it by accident. Maybe we're here by accident. We don't know what creation is. David, do you know what creation was? Because we could talk about Adam and Eve, and I could poke a hole in Adam and Eve, which will leave you saying, what? And I'm not talking about Adam and Steve. Back in that far Time six eight thousand years ago, you know, you wouldn't have been able to create anything with with uh, Adam and Steve, you know, so to speak. But there was a whole lot of you know, you know, if you, if you delve into theology and and, and Christianism and you know stuff like that, and and you actually you know go through not being picky, but you know actually go through the Old Testament and everything like that, you know. You know, if if it wasn't for the fact that you know everybody was sleeping with their brothers and their sisters and their family members and stuff like ah, that, ah, hold on, the let, me, let, me, let me stop. Let me stop you right there. Hold on, continue and follow along here. God's or God <clears throat> came down to the earth and uh, created man in His image and His likeness. Everything was good so far. They were chilling up in you know, the Garden of Eden, just hanging out, eating shit, you know, like talking shit. They had nothing of you because nothing has been created yet. There was not even ESPN, the Ocho. So you had nothing to go with, but you had a burning bush that was talking to its creation. <clears throat> One day the creation said, you know what, God, I have uh, this penis we keep playing with. What if you create a girl... We'll call her a girl, and for now, anyway, until you know, gender becomes a problem. But what if we create this girl, bring her to me, and you know, at least I'll have a place to put the penis. And God said, that is brilliant. 
I'll give you, my son, a place to put your penis in. Because, quite frankly, God's asshole is starting to, you know, burn at this point. You know, too much fucking of God. I mean, you have to get really some, uh, you don't jerk off so much. Let's be real. Let's be real. So, Adam said, thank you, God. And please, make sure she doesn't have a dick. This way we can create others. Did you think of that, God? No, God said. But I like the idea. This would give a wish for me to lay back and just be like a grandfather. I can see my creation carry on with his creation. And then his creation have a story of their own. What a fascinating idea. So this guy just sat back like an old man with, you know, with the beard. Maybe, maybe please Santa Claus for a couple of years. And that's where we get that idea from. Whatever. But the, the old man sat there, you know, like smoking his cigarettes. Because somebody, he goes to them cigarettes. And, you know, I don't know. But maybe somebody else were like the reject babies that just didn't grow too well from Adam and Eve. But at some point. The two brothers, Cain and Abel, were, like, pissed off because one and one wanted to see ESP and the Ocho. The other one said, no, man, fuck that. I want some Skinamax. And they were at odds with each other. And some created some shit to take to God because that's what they did back then. This is how they got the rocks off, right? They created things and took it to God. So when God said, that's pimp, but then he used it to the other one. He said, yeah, that's kind of cool. Good job. But the word, that's pimp, meant a lot. And when Abel was kind of feeling left out one night, after he had drank a whole lot of lean, I mean, I'm assuming it was lean, could have been vodka and, and Red Bull. I mean, I, I don't know. Pick your poison. Pick your poison there, David. But God could have said that afterwards. You know what? Let's see what happens. And then a few days went by and Cain killed his brother. And the word got out. But who, who spread the word? Surely the only other beings were Adam and Eve. And then God was a twin who knows what, maybe heroin, I don't know, smoking meth, because he had vanished for a couple of days. So when God came back and he said, hey, what's up, fellas and lady? Uh, I'm here, back for my trip. Now, what's a good word, my people? What's going on? And all of a sudden, the word of God was, wait a second. I smell, I smell some murder in the air. Right? God said, all right, what happened? Oops, yeah, that's right, who, who did what? Cain said, dear Lord, the gifts that we, me and my, my brother gave you were no longer to your satisfying. And I poked some fun at my brother's expense. He didn't take it well. In fact, he got very angry at me, and 
while well, we've been arguing and one thing led to another and I had to stab the motherfucker. First I, I, I started choking him, but he wouldn't shut up. Then the stabbings began. I picked up a machete. Papa made that. I stabbed him a couple times with it. This motherfucker kept coming at me. So I got my replica Ninja Turtle side, this is like the one Raphael uses. But you wouldn't know that yet, because I don't have Ninja Turtles here yet. You'll love them, though. But I started stabbing this motherfucker with those. Nothing. So I got something that's going to come in handy much later. My R15, that's right, AR15. And I started just shooting. And it worked. I killed him. I killed my brother with an AR-15. God got angry and said, you did what? You didn't try the nunchucks first? You know what? I can't have you here. I want you gone from the Garden of Eden. We cannot have murderers here. How dare you? God angry. Turned and walked away. Off went Cain to the wilderness and walked for days. Being the lone son of Adam and Eve, it was going to be a lot of masturbating for this young man because there ain't nobody else. I mean, yeah, I mean, before he could fuck his brother in the ass, but now he can't even do that. So, who is he fucking? Nobody, right? He's jerking off a lot. But now it's getting cold. He's low on resources. Oh, shit. And he's only two days into this motherfucker, so he's in deep trouble. He falls like Lone Star in Spaceballs, and all of a sudden... Little beings start coming up to this motherfucker. They're like, and he doesn't know what's going on. He thinks he's off in Disney La La Land. And next thing you know, he wakes up again. And he's in the land of Nod. Now my question is, where the hell do these motherfuckers come from? Who are these people... You he wakes up to side of the creation of of, of the, the the first progenerates, which were Adam and Eve. When you go through the lineage, either frontwards or backwards, you know it says Bob begat Jacob, Jacob begat. You know, well Jacob and Bob and Henry and all of them couldn't begat anyone, but you know the way that the, the Jews, not the Jews, the Hebrews you know, looked at uh, women as being, you know, a subordinate. You know, you, you, you when you, you make the food, you, you prepare the food for all of the men, and then afterwards the women and the children eat. You know, that's the way the Hebrews, you know, uh, looked at the differences in sexes. You and know, I completely that agree. That's the role of the woman. But check this out. But hold on. I mean, good, good trouble with that, Jews. Here's the thing. 
The Bible is talking about Adam and Eve were created in the image of God and of his likeness. Okay, so they went on and had a couple kids who had a couple kids. I don't know how that works. Uh, I guess that proves men can't have babies. I don't know. But who are the motherfuckers in the land of Nod? Because he had a family. He had other kids. Yeah, actually, his brother didn't get to have kids because he killed the motherfucker. But Cain had kids. So, when we're looking at our historical right, records... With, with, with the history of understanding the Bible, you know, there's, there's uh, you know, the books of, of the Old Testament were not written in chronological order. It wasn't Genesis and Exodus and so on and so on. But it would be, it would be mathematically periods, impossible for that story to be true. We it don't is, know how long Adam and Eve lived in the Garden of Eden before they kicked out, were kicked out. Were they two or three hundred years old when they kicked that kicked out? We yeah, don't but know still, it's not mathematically Adam old enough. If the first two kids, yeah, hold on, 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 real quick, real quick, time out. If Adam and Eve had Cain and Abel, and there's nobody else, they're mathematically, no matter what your question or answer is, it doesn't matter, it does not equate, because we don't know the age of Adam and Eve, correct in your part, but at the same time, their only lineage is Cain and Abel, two boys. So the rest of the equation makes no sense, doesn't matter their age of the 3,000 years old. That part doesn't matter. Again, who in the motherfuckers old enough to breed Cain's kids in the land of Nod, and those chicks must have been spectacular. There were monkey ladies. They could have been Nephilim. They could have been all Nephilim that were living in the land of Nod. And Nephilim were like what? Like white women? No, Nephilim were considered the... uh, the third of the angels that were cast out of heaven and lived on earth. They all look like white women to me, brother, so make up your mind. What's that? All the uh, female angels have always looked like white women to me, so make up your mind. Well, you know, like like I said, you know, the, 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 the Bible in the, in the beginning hardly ever mentioned anything about females at all you know they would so-and-so begat so-and-so but who is the wife of you know joshua and who is the wife of the begat and all the other stuff the only women that are mentioned in the, you know in the old testament had some sort of role in christian history you know and stuff like that like that like like deborah or 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 Bathsheba, you know or something like that but women weren't generally spoken of in the Bible at all, unless they had some sort of historical significance, you know, in, in either how the world was created or how religion came into play. Right. Um, and remember, a lot of women no. from that time and era also were switched biblically into male figures because they didn't want to worship the woman. There, there, are a lot of, there are a lot of religions that do worship the woman and and 
and say that God is a woman. You know, so I concur, and I, God is either a woman or God's a kid with a magnifying glass looking at the earth and just burning us alive. Well, like I said, you know, I don't, I don't believe in the. Uh, the old white guy with the beard that looks like Santa Claus or whatever, sitting in that big marble chair, you know, above everybody else, you know, passing. Ah, oh, okay, that's okay. But, ah, you know, because there's so many, you know, contradictions in the Bible. In the Old yeah, Testament. but that's, isn't, that, Sa- isn't that Santa yeah. Claus? This guy did the same thing. It was wrong, you know. But isn't that Santa Claus? Does he look European? 
long brownish hair, sure, but baby blue eyes. That scruffy nerf herder look, but yet gentle on the ladies. Or does he look Indian, hairy and smelly for sure? But you know the kind of Indian I'm talking about, not like Nicaraguan Indian or Mexican Indian or even though some of the motherfuckers look like this kind of Indian. But Indian, like from the land of India, like the country India. Is India yeah, a country right. or a continent? Country, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. India is a country. You know, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it, yeah. yeah, it has a very large instrument that sticks out, you know, peninsula area, you know, sticks out, so to speak, but... You know, yeah. not not a not a uh, island to itself, or not a continent, so to speak. It just happens to, you know, stick so far yeah. down into the yeah. water. You know what's crazy about that question, though? Uh, it's definitely its own country, and a completely separate continent, which is Africa, that the vice president claims to be from. She's like, I'm an African American, but yeah, both of her parents uh, come from India. No, no, but I, I, I understand. I understand, but I think you, miss, you missed my point, though. Both her parents' lineage come directly from India. There's no African American in India. Oh no, 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 uh, uh-uh. uh. There's no Jamaican. There's no Indian, and uh, there's just no African American. So why do we have a vice president who literally has gone on TV multiple times and has called herself African-American? It, it just, it's something that started in the 60s or 70s, you know, during Martin Luther so, King and stuff like that, that, that the blacks did not recognize themselves as being uh, originators from uh, uh, the United States or from the Americas or from the colonies just because the Dutch, you know, went over to Africa, got together with a couple of African tribes members and says, you know, we'll go ahead and give you a certain amount of money or a certain amount of crops. We'll give you some stuff if you give up some of your own because we're going to take them up here, you know, uh, to Europe. We're going to sell off a couple of those. And then when Europe got so many slaves, they didn't know what to do. You know, somebody suggested, hey, they got a new country over there. Take them over there. All that land, that you know, there's no cities. It's all country. Take them out there. They can, you know, build up, you know, make it a whole new empire and everything like that. Black I'm going to stop you right there because you're completely going off. You're going off reservation here. That's not where I'm going at here. Um, what I'm getting at is. In today's world, 2022, how is this woman getting away with racist purging of an entire 
race of people. She's literally gone through education, gotten grants, gotten money for being insane, something that she is not. She's not African American. There is no Africa, India, or African American in India. Doesn't exist. So she cannot claim to a lot of money that she has received making her a federal criminal. You see what I'm saying? That's our vice president. I guess she's passing that off because she looks more African than she does Indian. I don't know why she says what she does, but... It boggles my mind because if you're if you're a certain you know race, heritage, religion, why would you not just say that? Well, Dwayne Dwayne the Rock Johnson, the the wrestler, you He's know when he was asshole. wrestling and stuff like that, skin color, everyone thought he was white, you know, and he didn't say any different. You know, he didn't say, well, my mother was this and my father was that. He just went along with it. You know, yeah, I'm white, you know, so it's whatever. He started getting into the acting and blending the wrestling with the acting because the WWE allowed them, you know, to push the WWE into the movies and stuff. And they said, so, so. Then he started talking about his heritage. Then he started posting the photos of what he looked like as a kid, you know, with the afro and, you know, and the... I was a sickly kid, you know. I used to get beat up all the time, you know, and everything like that. And when he got to the point of popularity, then I guess he felt he was now more comfortable of telling the world his roots, where he came from, you know, what his uh, uh, genetic history and stuff is. Who knows with Kamala, She, I guess she, if she feels that she appeals to the black community and everything, they'll accept her better. I don't know. I mean, I don't, you know, I don't do uh, biographies or histories and presidents and, you know, seeing their lineage and where they come from, because it just doesn't work for me to, you know, do that. But, but no, you have to, because these are the people that are not just winning elections because nobody has in their right mind voted for her, for Democratic vice president, president, whatever. She's filled at every turn, and she's a heartbeat away from becoming the president that nobody voted for. And she lies to people's faces. She has yet to ever go to our front border and see the crisis that these people have created in a year and a half. And yet she's the border czar. Oh, well, I was I was living in Texas, you know, still at that time. You know, when she was talking about going to, you know, uh, uh, all these border patrol places where they were separating the children from the, their families and stuff like that. And the local news, you know, the Valley News, the McAllen News, you know, the Brownsville uh -huh. News saying, we're still waiting to show up. You know, we haven't yeah. seen her. I don't know why she's, you know, telling the rest of the world that she's been here to these camps and stuff because we've never seen her. You know, you know what that is? Because she has... I'd be interested in listening. 
because she hasn't shown up. No, check this out. <clears throat> she doesn't want the optic of her being there during the worst time in the history of the border. And it's something that she and her administration created with Joe Biden, who's lost in translation. He, that guy's gone. He's done. So she wants no part of this optic because she has the only chance at running and having 10 votes, I guess, because at this point, do you think Joe Biden has any chance of being reelected? No, he just—he's so pathetically stupid. I think the only reason why he's able to conduct, you know, any form of conversation that's over twenty minutes, you know, of time, is either he's got, you know, a doohickey in his ear and everyone's, you know, telling him, you know, what to say next. Or he's got something red in front of him because I've seen a whole bunch of times where he speaks and he just blah, 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 and then was making a comment. What was it three or four weeks ago where he was saying, now, if if the tobacco industry had to deal with prostitution being illegal, they would have never sold cigarettes. How do those two things have anything to do with each other? <laughs> you know, and it just, you know. Uh, completely yes. stupid. Right? You know, brain fart, you know? And nobody calls him up. That's my farts, point. I like that. And yet people are like, you know, they're scared to call him out. If that would have been Trump, you know, that would have been all over the media talking about it for days. So how does this guy get a pass? And, and and a lot of people are saying that this isn't even Joe Biden. You look at what Joe Biden used to look like years ago when he was the vice president, and you look at him now, it looks like a, a wax melt, you know, it's just everything. Well, just yeah, gets, but it, it, when you start aging it's, and you're you get into your 80s, hold on, when you start aging and you start getting into your 80s, uh, sometimes you do have rapid aging, and the presidential job, has caused motherfuckers to age quicker than they normally will um, because the pressure of the job. I think that there's a lot that might be happening to Joe Biden. Plus, remember, he had brain surgery previously because his brain did not work too well. So he's always had issues. Right. Now, the problem is with Joe Biden is how many of those issues are now, like, all coming up and, and kicking them in the face. Which is, you know, something that I get into a lot on my show is, you, you know, Joe Biden's going through multiple layers of mental disease. And I think they're all just coming to, like, a, like a domino effect. They're all hitting them at once. Plus, he's dealing with a lot of, you know, other crises that have been fabricated by the real people running the show. And he's like a puppet just going along, whatever it's being fed to him. Like, they had executive orders ready for the moment he accepted the office. You think he sat there one day and said, Nasty Nancy, Jelly Billy, my wife, you, you sure you know my sister, right? You're my wife. Okay, good. And, uh, 
Ocasio sometimes, uh, maybe occasionally Cortez. Okay, good. You know, she she used to be a bartender. Did you know that, Joey? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm Joey. I'm the big guy. Okay. And now we're going to make 108 executive orders for the next month. Who feels right about that number? We hear Nasty Pelosi, of course. But Joe, he had only put out three at this point. So this would make no sense, Joe, said Nasty Nancy Pelosi. And the person they would speak of is, of course, Donald Trump. So he said, you know what? I go into political power tomorrow. You have one day to correct this. I want at least 85 executive orders on my desk so I can start signing shit. Even if they're blank, we'll fill in that motherfucker later. And then the people were able to get some of the money left when they approved a little bit of that cash from the previous administration, which uh, was, what was it? Uh, what was uh 1400 a check for all Americans? That was what was left over of a Trump gives that Nancy Nancy wouldn't give out. While Joe Biden kept saying, oh, I'm going to give you uh, $2,000 every uh, couple of months so you can have some way to pay your bills. Another lie. They made a lot of executive orders to just turn over what Trump did. They gave a shitload of money to other countries. How much of the uh, $85 billion dollars with the equipment we left behind again, when we left Afghanistan, a lot, right? Eighty-five, eighty billion, eighty-three billion, whatever it was, equipment and cash. Why wasn't that just given to Ukraine? And then, like here, new shit, a lot of money, buy. You know what I mean? That buy like buy, like buy, and invest. You know, like, spread that love that we just gave you. And then left Afghanistan. But no, we decided, like, hey, Joey, we need to keep the troops in there for a little bit longer. Sure thing, they're ching chong chang. I don't know why they're speaking with an Italian accent. Then they're just throwing, you know, they're trying to us off, those Chinese. But in reality, Joey said, Okay, we gotta keep you guys in there a little bit longer. So just keep playing the fool. And then as soon as we're ready for you to go back in Ukraine, we're gonna give you all the weaponry and the cash. And the Taliban said, And somehow that created a conference uh, between a couple superpowers, Iran was one of them, Russia was another one, and China was another one. And guess what they did? They negotiated for America. Wait a second. They're about to invade the Ukraine. What are they doing? They negotiated for America in this meeting. 
Oh, but look it up. It's amazing that these things are happening right in front of our eyes, but they're happening because, as you would know, my good friend David, David, you would know that, you know, we have all these points, and we have ESPN, the old show, and we have, you know, we have to watch our sports and our movies. Am I right, David? Yeah, I mean, you need some sort of distraction, you know. You get tired of everyday life, it becomes boring, you know. And it's just like, let's see what's on Netflix today. I don't even watch Netflix, David. My Netflix is even more boring. Well, here, here in our house, we, we, we watch a lot of the History Channel, so, I mean. Fuck that. The history is wrong, David. I like to watch alien history. I'm not watching. Oh. I'm not watching how Christopher Columbus discovered America, and I'm not watching uh, ah. uh, um, Custard's last and all that bullshit. No. But did you understand that like most of ancient uh, aliens is bullshit? I love watching it. Yes, Georgia Tukus has fabulous hair. Well, it's, it's not all aliens. I mean, it's it's cryptids, it's uh, ancient archaeology, it's 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 UFOs, it's Skinwalker Ranch. You know, it's all different kind of paranormal stuff. I mean, if my mother hadn't had a stroke, I was uh -huh. I graduated high school, I went to college, I went to Duke University. I was there for two years. I was taking parapsychology as a major and psychology as a minor. My mother had a stroke uh, back in the day. You know, you didn't have home health care workers and palamitas, you know, going to your house to take care of your family. You know, you had to take care of them yourself or at the, at the last recourse, put them in a nursing home. And right. my dad was out working three jobs. And I was taking care of mom one minute. Uh, I was, uh, 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 and then when I went to college, my brother and sister had to do it. And then it got to the point where, where dad just couldn't keep up with it anymore. Put mother in a nursing home. She got her own private room and everything like that. And then one mother's day, uh, like always, you know, I would go down there and, and, uh, I drove a 69 Buick LeSabre. And the only reason why I bought the Buick LeSabre is because my dad's Cimarron, my brother's Mustang, and my sister's Capri, the doors wouldn't open up far enough to put mom's wheelchair up into the car, slide her over in the seat, and take her out to eat. So I got a 69 Buick LeSabre for 150 bucks. I, I only had to pay for the brand spanking new tires. I didn't actually pay for the Hey, that's a good deal, man. And, and I would now. drive over the What's that? That was a good deal back then and now. Oh, yeah. And and I went to the nursing home to go pick her up. We're going to go take her out to the cafeteria and go eat, you know, and everything like that. And I go in there, and she's still in the bed. She's still in her nightgown. Hair hasn't been done. What is? Oh, what's that smell? It smells like ass. I'll go up uh. to the nurse's station, and I says, I knew the day before yesterday that I was going to come pick up Mom. 
and I was going to come take her, you know, out to eat. Now, I was driving from North Carolina, 85 miles to South Carolina, to the nursing home to go pick up my mom. Well, she didn't want a bath. She didn't want her hair done. I said, she's in a nursing home. You know, your job is to make sure she gets a bath. Yeah. Make sure you drain her catheter. You change her, check her blood pressure every once in a while because she's diabetic. That's your job. You know, and I got pissed off. So I went over there, went into the room, and I told my mom, okay, we're going to give you, you know, uh, they had dry shampoos, you know, back then where you could wash, you know, the hair in bed and everything like that. And I'm, I'm going to get you all dressed up. We're going to get all gussied up. We're going to go out for a day on the town. It's Mother's Day and everything like that. Okay, fine, you know, change your catheter, you know, drain this, roll her over, wash her this, roll over, wash. So I rolled her over, and I'm like, what is this on her ass? She's got some kind of dry ass. I don't know what the hell it is, you know. And come to find out, they hadn't changed her pamper. In like two days, she'd been peeing and cramping in that pamper to the point where it gave her a very large decubitus sore on the cheek of her ass. And it was so pitiful that, that by the time I'm scraping it off, because I thought it was dry poop, I go to scraping it off, it was a scab. And it left a big old hole like that where you could see inside of her butt cheeks and everything like that. And I got ballistic. I went out Ouch. to the nurse's station and I just, and I was like, motherfucker, this son of a bitch, that. And, you know, by the time I got back to college, you know, two or three days later, you know, I, I, I went and told the, uh, the, the dean of the college, I said, look, my mom's in a nursing home. They're not taking care of her. They can't even give her a bath, you know. Yeah, she's paralyzed on the left-hand side. Because of her stroke, she had, you know, went on, you know, deep end, would tell everybody, stick on it, rotate, fuck you, and all that stuff, which be because of her stroke and everything. So right. I, I gave her my two weeks' notice. And then I had to quit college and go take care of my mom. And I went and took care of my mom every single day for the, the, the other two years and nine months and two and a half weeks until she died, you know? So... How old was she when she passed, if you mind me asking? Fifty-two. Wow. That was in 1985. 1985, huh? 1985. She had the stroke in 1978. She died in 1985. She was 55. 52 years old. My dad, my dad lived to be the ripe old age of almost 100. He lived to be like 99 in a couple of months. But because my dad... And my uncle Vinny, they both went to Korean conflict in Vietnam. While they were over there standing in water and everything, my uncle Vinny and, and my dad got malaria while they were over there. So when my dad's like 90 and a half, he got, uh, uh, he had some pulmonary issues. It didn't get emphysema or anything like that, but all of a sudden his lungs started to fill up with water and then the malaria kicked in. And then he ended up getting uh, pleurisy on top of that, which was water outside the lungs. Had to put a chest tube in there and everything like that. My dad never broke a bone in his body. Had all of his teeth. Was still driving when he was 97. But as soon as he got that little bit of water in his lungs and the malaria kicked in, after that, three and a half weeks later, you know, he died. Almost 100 years old. 
and was still driving, you know, but whatever. That was in 2002 when he died, almost at 100 years old. Wow. They, you know, uh, almost 100, he lived. I'm sure he had some stories to tell, boy. Oh, yeah. My dad was, you know, he was he was born in the Jewish religion. My um, my father was born with the name Chester Haven Zuckerman, S-U-D-A-R-M-A-H-N. And my uncle Vinny was was uh, Vincent Merrill Zuckerman. So my grandfather on my father's side died because of World War II. He didn't actually die in concentration camp, but because he was so malnutritioned when he got back into the United States, he had all other kinds of complications. Was he was like a skeleton and died because of. Uh, uh, the atrocities he went through, you know, in World War II. He didn't actually die over there. He died in the United States. That's how my dad met my mom because my mom took care of my grandfather while he was there in the hospital. And, uh, later on, my mom, my adopted mom and dad got married in 50 and, uh, I was adopted in, in 1960. Cause back in the day, you know, when, when you were going to go get married, you had to have a blood test. And if there was any kind of discrepancy in your medical and her medical and stuff, they would tell you you couldn't get married because you would have children that would be fucked up or retarded or something like that. So between my mom's diabetes and my dad having malaria, they were told they couldn't have any children on their own. So I was adopted. My brother and sister, my son, three adopted from three different. That's funny. My my parents never got told that. And they were immigrants in the 70s. So I wonder why the policies changed. Yeah, this was 1950s. I came to 60. Um, the, my, when my Uncle Vinny and, and my father wanted to go fight in the Korean conflict, back then they called it Korean War, Korean conflict, my dad was worried about having a Jewish last name that if he went to a foreign country, would be treated the same as his grandfather was. So right. my uncle Vinny did it first. His name was the name of Vincent Merrill Superman. He changed his name to Vincent Merrill. And then dad got my uncle's name, actually my uncle's name, and changed his name from Chester Haven Zuckerman to Chester Haven Merrill so that they could be recognized as brothers when they went into service. So. Actually, my last, I on Facebook, it's David Charles. That's my first name, my middle name. My last name's Merrill. My, and, and Merrill, you can't trace it back anywhere. There's no history because it, it used to be my uncle's middle name. So. Zuckerman. Or is it Zuckerberg? In this case. It's even better usually, I find. I don't know if I've talked to you about that before or not, David, but yeah. Um, but, but hey, uh, constructive criticism. Was there anything I could have, we, or we could have done better? Anything we missed out on that really was kind of where we did drop the ball? Well, I don't want to swell your head up or, or anything like that, uh, despite the fact of, you know, 
who the guest was or wasn't uh, for this particular time. I thought this was probably one of the smoothest, you know, uh, Friday night guest shows that you have. I mean, everything just played awesomely. I mean, there was no hiccups. There were no production problems. There was no problems with the Skype. And this was, what, his second time on Skype and everything like that. Mm -hmm. I thought it went awesome. We had you guys on camera uh, intermittently from time to time, right, back and forth. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it was pretty good, uh, pretty good. And uh, you got a couple comments and questions in there. And damn it, was there anything? Here's one thing where I kind of do miss out on and need you to uh, or would ask you rather to draw my attention to more. Just remind me that if it relates to the show, uh I'm not sure about Biden. I mean, it's an interesting story, shutting down oil and gas leases. Did he just do that? What an asshole. What a fucking asshole. He's so much in, like, he's so much working at the behest of uh, communist China and the whole New World Order globalist agenda. He's such a tool. He really is. Versus Trump, who is, like, kind of like the opposite, really, in a lot of ways. My take on things. But, uh, oh, my God. Any thoughts? The reason why I had posted that about Biden and the oil and everything is that the two of you were, you, you made a little bit of a comment about, uh, the pipeline between Canada and the United States and, and, and how, how Biden was trying to shut everything off and then turn around and saying, you know, well, it's because of the war in Ukraine and all that bullshit. Yeah. But he's actually, when the fact is, He's actively trying to shut everything down and is using the the Ukraine as a as a cover to help them better promote the green agenda right. as it is the new green deal, I guess, right? The new comedy right. deal. And then I put the about the uh I put the link about Osama Osama bin Laden because you were talking about individuals that were CIA operatives, you know, in their in their early lifetimes. And then as they got further along, you know, in history, you know, the CIA, okay, we don't need them anymore. So we're going to black, blackball them and we're going to say they did this, this, and this. Yeah, and then we're going to make mm-hmm. them out to be bad person. Mm-hmm. And that's why I put that link in there with mm-hmm. Look, the same thing with, uh, 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 fucking Saddam Hussein. That he was, uh, he was working for the CIA for, for years. They should, in the end, I don't know why they killed him. They should have given him a medal. <laughs> You know, I guess that was they let him live as long as he as they did, because I guess that was their de facto metal. But uh, just using him as a, as a tool to the larger, larger uh, world agenda, of course. So what the hell? John Ronson. Psychopath. Is that is that the one? Are you a psychopath? Is that the test? Okay, the one, the the first one I posted was his his book. The other one where where I put on there, are you a psychopath? That's the actual test. Oh, I'm seeing it now. Yeah, there's a there's a few things on YouTube where he talks about it. I've got, you can actually get a. Do you do torrents or not? I don't think you do. Do you? No, I did back in the day. 
when uh, uh, we still had dial-up and everyone had AOL and stuff like that. When I was living in Texas, there at Zapata, the library got uh, 15 computers, and uh, I volunteered at the library, and most people didn't know diddly squat about the computers. I was the one that was teaching all the senior citizens. We, we call them winter Texans, where the people yeah. that, that normally live in, in Minnesota and Michigan go down in winter in Texas during the winter months, uh-huh. and uh, they had emails set up where they could uh, uh, keep track of family members and stuff like that. And I was showing them, you know, how to use the email and, 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 and how to uh, contact people and stuff like that, you know, through those particular, you know, avenues and stuff. And that's how I actually got involved with the Internet. I even wrote a, uh, um, I wrote a newspaper article every, every week for the local newspapers called Surfing Surfing in Zapata. We lived out in Bofo nowhere, desert and everything. But mm-hmm. it was people would ask me where they could find links to check your kids' homework, or what was the best you know email server to use. And so I wrote for the newspaper also for about two or three years. But while I was on the computer, I learned learned about zip files and torrents and you know all that other stuff and everything like that. But, you know, that's computer, even even to this day, you know, torrents and stuff like that, that's computer stuff. And me being on a phone, I, I don't have the ability. I can't even I can't even download zip files and open them or anything like that on a phone. Right. Wow. You know how to do it. You just don't have the uh, capacity. Correct. Logistics, yeah, the technology. So, okay. I got to go feed the cats. Thank you once again. Uh, maybe see you Monday night. Uh, hopefully the weather is not a factor. And, you know, you're, uh, how's your health doing? Are you feeling okay? Is things stabilized for you or? Yeah. Boy, I, I got a hold of some, some prunes the other day. Yeah. Started munching on them while my, while Dora and I were watching some documentaries on, on TV satellite. We were watching some documentaries. Yep. What 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 documentary? Uh, I I spent about three or four hours in the porcelain library afterwards, so I'm 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 short about eight pounds right now, so I'm feeling a whole lot better. So your system, your intestines get all plugged up. Well, the thing of it is, when I had the accident, when I went through the windshield of the car, mm-hmm. okay, you know, I got that depression in the back of my skull, and my my larynx got you know busted and everything. I lost 27 and a half inches of my lower intestines. Mm-hmm. And so now that I've gotten older, uh, I can't, my body doesn't, uh, break down food is, is, is good anymore. And I get a lot of impactions and stuff like that. And now that I have limited health insurance, you know, they pay for some things, but they don't pay for the others. And you know, mm-hmm. even when you go in for a little minor thing at the clinic or the hospital or stuff, they want you to give that thousand dollars up front. Don't have it. So you know, mm-hmm. I have to go through whatever method I can. If I have to stick a pencil up my ass, I, you know, I don't care. Don't tell Kyler that he'll get all carried away and shit. Yeah, he'll like that idea, I guess. You know, so yeah. man, what a Fruit Loop. I feel sorry for the guy though. It's like I don't, I don't hate anyone or really anything. I mean, things are what they are, and if the people are total whack jobs or crazies i just distance myself from them that's all it's like i don't i don't bother talking to them anymore having any contact or relationship 
just kind of uh, Kyler. I I don't understand. I don't understand what happened. I mean, I, 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 I went into his past outside of all the crap that he talked about being blessed and stuff. And I was going through some of his older podcasts and through some of his older videos and some of the stuff that he had on, on YouTube and everything. When he was a thinner person, when he could get around easy, he wasn't, you know, rolling himself around in a wheelchair. I don't know what all that shit's about, you know, and, and, he was a calmer person, you know, he, he, he didn't use a whole lot of profanity, you know, he wasn't mad at the world and everything, and I mean, if he got abused when he was little and everything like that, never brought it up before, only in the last 14 or 15 months has his podcasts gotten more violent, he talks more about sex and minors, he talks more about how people are fucked up and they need to get get a life, you know, and everything like that, and Getting to wonder if he's drinking too much fluoridated water or something. I mean, in the last 15, 16 months, he's just, whoop, you know, his attitude and everything's just completely about face. It's great that you do that research. So you have the, uh, the interest, inclination and drive, you know, motivation to, to, to take these deep dives on, on people like not just Kyler, myself, Mark. You know, whoever uh, you find to be of some, of you know, some interest uh, for whatever reason. So that's great because you get a more well-rounded picture of the person, right? Presumably. But, and uh, with Tyler. My situation with you, it had nothing to do with the fact of me, you know, checking out who you were and finding out is Jaffe Wright a real person or all that bullshit or anything like that. I just wanted to to find out, you know, where you got started. How did you get involved in the in the pirate radio thing? How you got shifted from from uh, Robin Hood, you know, to the pirate thing? Listening to some of your old, you know, podcasts to figure out, you know, because like I said, you know, your 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 older podcasts they were a little bit more uh, broader. But then again, COVID came along, you know, of course, that changed everything. You know, the world went shit afterwards. But your earliest podcasts, I mean, you had anything from serial killers to UFOs to uh, um, eating better and health and lifestyle and everything. And then after COVID, you know, because of everything that was going on the, with the censorship and then, you know, the jab and everything like that, you know, the your 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 diversity kind of just like leveled off and it was more or less like that. So it wasn't that I was investigating you to find out, you know, who is this guy and so on. So I just wanted to see where your, 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 where your changes were, you know, in history and, and why you got up to where you're at now. That was the only reason why I was investigating you, so to speak. Yeah. It's an evolution, man. It's a trip and a journey. That's why I decided to do it. Um, a lot of it has to do with the fact that I'm living here in isolation pretty much. And it, it helps to maintain my sanity, reaching out and connecting, talking with other people from around the world. And, you know, some of us become friends. Yes, yeah, my What's friend that? tells me, you know, because an empathetic person, people like myself that are empathetic, you know, don't like to get into a whole lot of crowds because you have all these different energies and stuff and this negative energy and this aura over here is red and this one over here is black and everything. When you go home, you got to like sweep out the house. You got to smudge. You got to burn some incense. You got to take a shower. 
you know, and my friends would always say, well, you're just an introvert. And then so when I started, you know, helping you, you know, with your shows and everything, now I'm referred to as a social introvert. So, you know, whatever. I guess that's a positive thing. I'm probably the same way, actually, because as as you well know, the way that I approach things here is the camera business is it's a distraction, really, from the content of what we want people to focus on, not what the host looks like. Uh, and it maintains more of a. I go on camera. It's just like whenever I go to Dollar General or 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 go to a store and stuff like that. You see these people, they're they're physically capable. You know, there's nothing in in my opinion wrong with them psychologically or physically itself. I walk around Dollar General or Walmart for 45 minutes to an hour. They get this much in their doohickey or that much or something, whatever. They park their car right at the front door, not the handicaps. But, well, some do. And park by the front door, unload their stuff, and then just take the buggy and just go and push it. They won't go the extra 10 or 15 feet to put it up on the sidewalk or put it in one of those little corrals and stuff. So I always like to make an effort because uh, doors handicap. We got the little handicap thing on the, the mirror. We park at the handicap stuff. When I'm with Dora, I park it in the handicap for her. Now, now I don't use that little thing on the mirror and park in the handicap when I go by myself. I park way over here and I walk. But I do like to make the effort that whenever I use the shopping cart, I go into the store and put it right in the store. And I'll, I don't care who's listening to me or whatever. I'll make a comment like, if the handicap guy can put the shopping cart in the store, everybody else should be able to do it. You know, I, I do admit I, 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 I'm a little extreme when I do that, but I, I, I don't, you know, publicly, you know, put myself out there. I just kind of get mad at, at people when they do stupid shit like that, pet peeve crap. You need to work on meditation. The thing of it is I yeah, have... Exactly. Through the Freedom of Information Act yes. that came out in 19, in 1980, before my mom passed away, I was able to trace back to finding out who my natural mother was and my natural father was. When was I was the creator of Facebook? Back then, we didn't have internet okay. and all that crap. When I was in the process of trying to get the documentation to finding my natural mother, then they came out with the Privacy Act. And the Privacy Act stated that me as a child could not go out and seek my natural parents. But Would you want to, though? My natural parents had any children after I was born, and they uh-huh. wanted to pass on heirs. My natural parents could seek me out. Okay. So, so as long as they don't seek you out, I mean, would you want to meet your biological parents? But look, uh, I have to let you go, bro. It's uh, getting late. It's uh, getting up there. Uh, I'm going to hang this up as one of my shows since I've been on here for over two hours with you. Uh, so thank you uh, for staying up and sharing a little insight into you, my good man, the one and only. Me and my work over at angelespino.com. That's fine. No problem. <laughs> we'll talk soon, bro. All right, take care of yourself. Take care, brother. With me now is the very lovely, the one and only, Miss P.
Penny Bradley. Welcome to my show, and uh, it's been long overdue. Thank you for being here with me for the next hour. Well, thank you for having me. Um, you never invited me with a do-it-now kind of <laughs> time to it, so, yeah. Well, I know that you've been uh, kind of like dealing with uh, health issues like myself, and I didn't want to bother you because I know that you, you, you've gone through a lot over the last uh, year. Uh, you, you know, you've had a spinal injury just like I have, and uh, you just are, are still recovering from that. And you're looking great. You, you, you know, you sound fantastic. I know you were doing a, a bunch of podcasts recently, and I'm like, okay, I think it's time to have Penny on. Uh, enough of this, uh, we, you know, just to, to you know, let her heal. I think she's healed enough that she could at least you'll give me an hour. You know what I mean? Yeah, so. I can give you an hour for sure. Um, yeah, I had a long-term injury from 1977. And for years, they told me I was a hypochondriac because it didn't show up on x-rays. And finally, about 10 years ago, they found it on an MRI that what I actually had was discs intruding into my spinal cord. And all of my symptoms that they had said were in my head matched the damage perfectly so i hadn't been making up anything and so i was getting epidurals you know the injections into the spine i was getting those every four to six months for up until last year they stopped working wow so from the time they stopped working until i had surgery i had a concussion headache from that injury and i was can I cuss on your show? Just a little bit. We we have a swear jar, but just you go ahead. You're deserving. Well, you're deserving I, enough to say whatever you want to say. So. Okay, I was turning into a real bitch because I had this concussion <laughs> headache, and part of the time I was so dizzy I was having trouble walking, and I was doing a show like this, and um. There were days I would get at the end of my show and not remember a damn thing I'd said. Wow. I was having literally to watch my own recordings to know what I had said on air. And uh, because the public holds me accountable for every detail. Right, And so um, I had surgery December 7th, and that was the day that that Daryl Neely, Odin, his house burnt down, was while I was on the table. And uh, so Gern and I have both had to rebuild during that time. And uh, I came back to my show a little bit early because Daryl said he needed me. And uh, I've been doing I've been doing okay, but I haven't been taking a lot of outside interviews. So keeping it to where I can handle it. Yeah, I don't blame you, but I, I thank you so much for making a little time for us here. Because uh, sure. you know, listening to you and, and all that stuff you've been through, it's uh, it's tough. Uh, it's tough. You know, I understand um, the procedures and. Uh, 
believe me, you're a brave soul and a brave woman. And uh, I myself, I'd like to make you know a lot of this stuff about myself, but I'm, I'm having my thyroid. I have spinal surgery coming up. And uh, you're a brave soul because you're going through this like a trooper. So, you know, my hat's off. My hat's off to you, but I'm bald and I don't want to look, uh, you know, bad on camera. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. Um, Now, I was talking about... Those people, I look at your heart and how you treat me rather than how you look physically. So don't worry about the bald. (laughs) Hey, some women uh, say, it's not too bad, bald looks good, you know, and then some are like, run, it's Bigfoot. And uh, that those, you know, that other. <laughs> my favorite relative was my grandpa, and he was bald, like a billiard ball. Oh wow! So I have in the back of my head that bald means a good guy. Ah, uh, so, that's cool. See, there I never got that. Some of us. There, there are some of you. Uh, in fact, I was recently working a seasonal job, and I made a lot of friends there, and. Uh, you know, most of the ladies there were very, uh, cordial and uh, they enjoyed, you know, uh, the, the baldness, which I was kind of shocked by. Uh, I'll just leave it at that. Uh, but, you know, my grandfather was bald. I never got to meet my grandfather, sadly enough. Uh, either one from either side of the family. And, uh, they told me I look a lot like my granddad on my, uh, dad's side. And uh, he was a big, tall, bald guy. Except for one thing, I have, uh, you can't see it because of my glasses, but I have very Asian looking eyes. Cause on my mom's side, we have Chinese. So, uh, it, it's funny, like, I was, I have always dealt with that where people think I'm, when they look at me from the side, they're like, are you sleeping? And I'm like, yeah, I'm driving on my car and I'm asleep. <laughs> as yeah, this far happens. As I know. <clears throat> I'm one of those god-awful European Americans, and if I have anything else in me, it's Native American. Ah, interesting. So, we have a lot of women in my family tree who only have a first name. So, I have no idea who those people were. Ah. Then there's the... French Canadian line, and those people intermarried free, freely with the natives. So I know mm. there's some there. But when I had my family tree done, there was no ma- no Native American at all, but there were some Africans. Yeah. And uh, it, when I tracked through the family, there were uh-huh. some some of the family who came through Spain, and there were. Africans who migrated to Spain, so yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Actually, my dad's side of the family is uh, Spaniard, uh, the Gallegos. That's mm. uh, yeah, yeah, that's uh, part of our, our lineage on this side. Uh, which is funny. My mother has uh, one China part of the family, uh, which I don't know much about, other than uh, a couple of things I was told as a kid. But uh, most of her family was from Portuguese descendants. And, uh, she was, uh, of course, second generation with third Cuban herself. Mm. And I think, that, well, there's a lot of black also in her side of the family, 
I think they are descendants from African slaves that escaped in land of Cuba. There's a lot of most of the Cubans that are black in 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 and currently are descendants from African slaves. They were here in America. That's how they ended up in Cuba. What I have found is when you don't mix religion and politics into it, mm. that people tend to mix. <laughs> yeah. You, t- it, you tend to, to fall in love with the personality rather than the look. Yeah, yeah. And nowadays, so, everybody's into politics, which is crazy. At one point, nobody would discuss politics. And I was like, you can't go anywhere without talking about politics. And uh, it, it's funny when I when I was doing my when I was doing my seasonal gig over at the company I was working for, uh, somebody comes up to me and they started talking about something. I was wearing a uh, Biden's laptop matters T-shirt, which I have. It's like BLM, right? Biden's laptop matters, and uh, I got complimented all the time on on this shirt. Everybody loved it. And uh, this one dude comes up to me and goes, "Yo, that's the funniest shirt I've ever seen." And he says, I, "He's like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm serious. I'm not lying. I want to buy it. Like, where did you get it?" And I'm like, "Oh, it's at my my store. I have a web store on on T Public, and I was telling him about it." And this one girl uh, was listening, and she and she just like kept staring at us. And she goes to me, she pulls me aside, and she goes. You have a really soothing radio voice. You should do radio or podcast. And I'm like, if you only knew. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you do have a cool voice for radio. Which is uh, funny because I was told yesterday that I sound like I'm a drunken bastard. And I'm like, drunken, yes, bastard? Well, maybe. But uh, (laughs) we all have our moments. Yeah, um, well, it's tougher now with the thyroid because my voice has kind of changed. Do you listen to me a pre-thyroid issue, which was just a couple of years ago? So the way I, I sound now, it, yeah. it, it's kind of a little bit more nasier because you know it's just not sounding yeah. the, the same. But there's a lot more pressure on the thyroid and the vocal cord, uh, so it's, it's actually rougher to talk. And for a while there, I was sounding like this, like if I was, you know, about to like croak and just like and fall <laughs> over. Uh, so I had to kind of like reteach myself how to speak, and uh, that's no fun. I've had a similar issue since the cervical spinal mm. fusion because they cut through my my neck, and it feels like there's a hand over my windpipe. Yes. Yeah, that's kind of how and it feels for it's, me. When it when I first came out of surgery, I didn't sound like me at all. Yeah. And I'm having to force myself to have volume behind my voice. Otherwise, I would just sound like I'm whispery. Yes. <laughs> Same here. That, yeah, yeah. That's not good on a podcast. So no. that's <laughs> part, part of why I've been limiting how long I'm talking my guest today did all the talking so my voice is good <laughs> <laughs> those are the best kind of guests where you just let them go on like robert morningstar shall i ask them i love him uh, i say uh robert how do you feel about aliens and then that's it i don't say anything else he can talk for the next four hours robert what do you think about donald trump done 
You have to stand in the world yeah. for around 30 minutes. That's uh, Those are the best kind of guests. Yeah, I love Robin. Shout out to Robin Morningstar. He's a, he's a great dude. Uh, but I, I, you, I love the man, yeah. Yeah, um, I, anytime he, I can have was, him on the show, I, I enjoy having him on. Um, I'm going to end up having to ask him back. It's been a while since he was on mine. But, uh, now, what, what does your show air on, uh, on Jern? It airs Saturdays from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern. Groovy. And Daryl told me I have to give it in Eastern time. Yeah. It's, it's 2 to 4 p.m. my time. Yeah. And uh, we air it live, and we record it. Several of us record it. And sometimes we will get one good recording and that <laughs> one good recording goes on my youtube <laughs> there you go yeah and i have I've i understand that <laughs> i've i've got a rumble now but it's like we start talking and all of a sudden we find out we're kicked off youtube we're kicked off facebook we're kicked off there was one show we got kicked off zoom <laughs> Wow. <laughs> and had to come, had to come to Skype, and then we got kicked off there once. <laughs> all in the wow. same show. So, you know. This is why I record the, the recording for the video on, uh, Skype. I don't know if you notice I'm recording on the Skype here at a call. Uh, and I post the video later on. I don't do live video, but I do, like, we're live now on Cellflow and PSN, the audio version. Uh, so that, that's 100% live all the time. But yeah. the video cuts, I always done post because I also had a lot of graphics and I spice it up with the chips and the dip and, you know, all the nice stuff. Uh, yeah. but, I, you know, but uh, I find it that it's tough because, you know, we, we get it so much into politics and, you know, we talk about, you know, certain topics that YouTube don't want us to talk about. And as I like to call them, reality. They don't want to hear about that stuff. They want to hear about, you know, people playing video games and living this, uh, extremely, like, you know, nick and poopish lifestyle, which it's that or if you're in line and you're part of the liberal left and you're, uh, your agenda lines up with what they're pushing as a narrative, they leave you alone. But if you're anywhere near, like, you and I, I think are both libertarian, kind of independent. Um, I know yeah, that I'm, um, I'm. I'm one of those that, if what you're doing isn't hurting me, I don't give a shit what you're doing. Likewise, but if it's hurting, yeah. uh, if, if it's hurting like the the world, I start to care yeah. a little bit. You know, that's where I. I, yeah, I, I, think I, we I care for... when if if it's going to hurt people, then it shouldn't yeah. be going on. Correct. Um, now, I saw something on MeWe, which is another platform, yep. where a man posted um, that they're not going after disinfo, they're going after dissidents, because they have an agenda, and if you are outside of that agenda, they're going to bring you down. Yeah, that's, that's the plan. And it, it doesn't matter if you're to the right or the left of it, because I'm seeing... 
I'm seeing anarchists who are yeah, considered yeah. to be ultra left wing being brought down. Oh yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. They, they're doing it's it out. Not, it's but not you, just Trump followers. No, but you know what's funny, uh, Penny, because a lot of these folks that were anti-Trump when he was in office and they were, you know, drinking the Kool-Aid, uh, yeah. with the left, you know, I, I said it then, I was like, watch out, because these people are going to eat their own when they're done with Trump, and they're done with yeah. the conservatives, they're going to go after you, and they went after Quom the two Cuomo brothers in New York, yeah. uh, you know, they, they go after Bill Maher, they're going after him now, uh, Dave Chappelle, I mean, what did Chappelle do? He hasn't done anything to anybody, but they're going after him. They're going uh, to, what, what did the man do? I mean, he's a comedian. He's, as far as I know, he's just doing his job. Yeah, not only that, I mean, he was attacked recently, as a lot of people know now, but prior to that, the, the progressive extremists that are, that started going after him, Went after him because they say he made some jokes dealing with the LBTQ alphabet people, right? But okay. what he did was he talked about a friend of his who was a transgender person who committed suicide, and he and that you got to look too damn much of that. Yes, you have, you have to put yourself in the uh, shoes of what the man did and what he said. And then make up your mind that you should attack this guy. And Chappelle should not have been attacked. Because when this person committed suicide, Dave Chappelle, who was friendly with this person, paid for the funeral, paid for, uh, for her, he, you know, whichever way you want to cut it, it used to be a he and became a her, uh, paid for her kids to go to college. Okay? Yes. Sounds so, like he... His heart was in the right place. Right. And Chappelle's married, straight. He's Muslim, first of all. I didn't realize he was Muslim. Yeah, yeah. He's a converted Muslim. His sister was Muslim, and she uh, turned him to Islam. But, I mean, this is a guy who has hurt nobody whatsoever. He helped this person. And when you actually watch the special that caused all the controversy, at no point, was he saying a negative story of this person? But he made a joke on the community in 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 whole and how they deal with certain situations, which is what angered them. And I'm like, so you erase all the good he did for this person because he made one joke that you didn't like. Now it's attack Chappelle, like he's the biggest criminal on the planet. It's ridiculous. And I said it when they do that. And they, they're going to go after the rest of y'all. If you think you're safe because you're anti-Trump and you're just playing along, you know, drinking the Kool-Aid so you think you're quote-unquote safe, you're not. Because they're going to go after you too and now the Cuomo's felt it, they're all going to feel it. Uh, there's a lot of people that are political who are ready to slit people's throats at the drop of a hat on all sides and that's part of why I try to stay out of politics on my show I try to stick to just the disclosure movement and then I get these folks on there that, that all they want to talk about is the political thing of the day 
Yeah. And I'm sitting there going, oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. I'm not <laughs> going to be able to put this on YouTube. <clears throat> and I'm sitting there cutting, cussing under my breath while they're rock waxing eloquent about their particular viewpoint. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And so, she's not talking about me, folks. She's talking about in general. No, <laughs> I'm talking about in general. And I've, I've had a show for, since, uh, what, 2019, something like that. And uh, I've had a hand, about six people that I could not get them off politics. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, it's, it's I bananas. could not have gotten them to shut up if I had hit them with a baseball bat. <laughs> now, here's the crazy part. I'm I'm best known as a UFO guy. Uh, yeah, and, and uh, not by myself. Like I didn't label myself. You see the UFO in the background there. Oh yeah, cool. Yeah, that's uh, the X Files picture. Correct. Yeah, which is by it, Billy it Myers in in Mulder's office. Yes, you're correct, young lady. Uh, it's funny because I was introduced um, by um, Mac Maloney a few years ago when I did a show as a guest. And he goes, he has a UFO podcast. And I'm like, well, my show deals with a lot of topics. And he goes, no, 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 you're the UFO guy. That's who you are. <laughs> and I'm like, cool, I'm a UFO guy. Uh, and in fact, when I introduce myself uh, to a lot of uh, the, the people that meet me now in person, when we get into the uh, topic of ufology, I tell them, and it's funny you bring X-Files when I point it to the picture, because I usually end up saying, I'm the real Fox Mulder. <laughs> um, That's me. Because if you want to get to, to ufology and disclosure, I can chew your ear off all night. In fact, I wanted to talk about that, but I didn't want to get past uh, the, you know, the whole political uh, stuff that's been going on. Because I think all that leads to you know what's going on in reality. And the reason I say that, you know, Penny, you know better than me because you know you've been around the block also, and you've seen things on your end uh, from your you know your spectrum that everything is interconnected. And everything that everything that we experience it, it, politically and entertainment-wise, it's all part of the plan to keep you distracted, to keep us, you know, mm-hmm. unaware of what's really going on. You know, I, I know a lot of magicians here in Florida, and the way they do magic is you know you do the magic act with one hand, but really the other hand is the one that's doing the trick. If you see something across all media that's batshit stupid. Yeah. But it's the lead story everywhere. At that point, you stop listening and you go do a Yandex.ru search because Google's going to lie to you, but Yandex... Of course, yep. Yandex doesn't censor anything. So you you do a Yandex search for news, and you look for what they are hiding with this stupidity. And there's almost always something big that they're sliding through Congress, or they're sliding it through the UK Parliament, or they're sliding it through one of these other countries, and they're hiding it. Now... The big thing with the Oscar slap. 
Oh my that goodness. Was, yeah. That was hiding what the Americans have been doing in Ukraine. Okay, tell me a little bit more about that, because I hadn't heard about that. Okay. Okay. You remember you talked about your shirt, that, that the Hunter Biden's laptop matters. Right. It does. Because it was, okay, 2014, I think, was the year that we basically invaded Ukraine and took over everything. And Biden's laptop has evidence of the corruption, the corruption that was so bad that Papa Biden has basically blocked everything. But <clears throat> somebody I know released all the contents online. So I, I can give you that link as soon as I find it. Oh, please do. Yeah. <clears throat> but for all the, it's been, what, eight years? We've mm -hmm. had Americans running the companies in Ukraine, stealing the place blind, yep. setting up bioweapons labs all over the country. Now, from Putin's point of view, that would be the same as Russia setting up bioweapon labs in Cuba. Yeah, yeah. Right, right on our border. Yep. You know, oh, something they, blows up and it's going to blow right into your own country. Yeah, they're, they're talking about that here. And in Florida, actually, but they're talking about not only Putin, but the CCP being now more in touch yeah. with Cuba and doing some, uh, under, you know, undercover, uh, possible negotiations with Cuba to align themselves more. Yeah, well, we keep putting them under sanctions, so what do they, what do people expect? You know, the people that are sanctioned are going to work together because they got nobody else. Yeah, your enemy so, is my enemy and my enemy is your enemy, yeah. Yeah, so what we've got going on is America took over this country right on Russia's border and has been doing all this crap. And Putin's been sitting there watching this because you watch situations like this. And suddenly Ukraine was being considered for NATO membership. Okay. You've already got the whole Eastern Bloc there is no longer under Russian control. And now you've got the biggest country in the whole Bloc is being considered for NATO membership. Well, he couldn't have that. I mean, seriously, would we want, would we want, uh, Mexico to be part of the Russian Federation. That's basically what we were doing to him. So he's yeah. warned us for months ahead of time that this was unacceptable. Mm. Okay, then he marches in because there's a huge swath of the country that is Russian ethnicity and they've been being abused by the people in Kiev. So now that he's invaded Ukraine, guess what they've done? 
they're considering Sweden and Finland for NATO membership. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't think he would care about Sweden so much, but Finland used to be part of the Soviet Union. Correct. So, it's also on the Russian border. So, I'm looking at, he's already attacked Ukraine because of the NATO situation. So, they're just pushing the bear a little more. And I will not be shocked if he invades Finland. Or Sweden, for that matter. And then once he's got the pincher movement, the Russian bear is just going to go plop, and that whole swatch is going to be theirs again. Or, yeah. We, yeah, or, we, will be, or we will be in a nuclear war. And whose fault will it be? NATO for pushing the bear. I could see that happening, and uh, the reason why is because of what Biden did early on when he became president, and he helped uh, put back the Nordstrom 2 pipeline into production in Russia. That is giving him enough uh, fuel to be able to go to these other countries and take over. That was part of what was stopping the whole thing. That's why they had to get Trump out of office. That's why when 2020 was going down and people were rioting and looting and mm-hmm. nobody was going to prison over it. I kept saying, this is all smoke and mirrors, folks. This is happening on purpose. If you went to the BLM website Mm -hmm. and you clicked on the donate button, yep, it came up for Act Blue, which is the company that collects money for Democrats. Yeah. And as soon as we got a Democrat back in the uh, White House, all the riots stopped. You noticed that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I noticed that. Now, I don't have a problem with people being upset that that their racial group are being targeted by the police. Mm-hmm. That's a real thing that happens. But when it's so obviously controlled by one political party. When are people going to wake up? And I say this as somebody that is basically outside the system. I, I don't, I don't see that voting for one puppet or the other is actually going to change anything at our level. I would agree with that. That's why I voted for Trump because Trump is outside the system. One thing about Trump you got to understand, he was not a politician and he is a true, he's he's not a conservative, he's a a true uh, constitutionalist. I mean, this guy really loves capitalism. He's made his money through capitalism, through America first, and the reason I think they used him and they lied to him, like, I think Fauci lied to Trump. I think all, yeah. these, I think all these people lied to him when he was in office because he, he was in there trying to do good by the American country that he, was, that he thought he was really president of. And they were all laughing behind his back saying, this guy actually thinks he's president. We're going to show him. And what happened to him was they put him in the deep fryer. But now, here's the thing, America's waking up. I think Americans who have been, you know, caught asleep for far too long 
are starting to wake up, and I think the midterm elections are going to be really important going into the next election. I mean, they're going to have to do a rig job from, like, Mars for 2024 oh, to be able to win California, that. California, and in the 2012 election, I was a supporter of the proposition to label GMOs. We weren't even going to make them illegal. We were just going to label them. Right. And they, the state shredded two million ballots yeah, to prevent I that it. proposition. I believe it. So I'm, I'm looking at this and going, it doesn't matter what you vote for in this state, they're not going to count it anyway. No. They're, you know, if they don't like the way the vote's going, they're going to shred ballots. Yeah. Yeah, so. I mean, but California is kind of a lost cause, but you are seeing people are starting to wake up even there and in New York. And that's why it was funny when 2020 uh, happened, uh, these states closed their balloting uh, counting early. Mm-hmm. And and I was like, why is that? They get to close early while well, everybody else has to stay till later. And people are like, oh, no, that, that happens all the time. I'm like, no, no, I've been following elections for 20 years. Here that never happens. If they, if they don't like the way it's going, yeah, they stop counting and they shred the rest. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So you can't even do a recount because yeah. they've shredded them. And we oh. use pa- we use paper ballots here. Yeah, 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 yeah. So no, you know, it's funny. Every audit they've done has come with Trump winning the uh, the state that he had lost. So go figure. Uh, go figure on that. But you know, we'll see what happens there politically. Now, I do think when I was saying earlier that all this thing, uh, all these things are interconnected. Um, I believe that we're going to get disclosure in the next five, ten years. But I don't think it's going to be a disclosure um, like, you know, we want it to happen. I think okay. it's a, I, I don't want to get to that. How are you defining disclosure? Okay, this is what I think they're going to end up doing. They're going to find microbes at first, like say on Mars or something. They've already found those on Mars. Oh, yeah, we know, we know this. We, we, we in uh, a big... No, they've ch- announced it. Yeah. The, um, Pen- the Pentagon has announced it. But, yeah, but I'm talking about, like, not just, like, microbes, but I'm going towards bigger animals. I'm going to start talking about that after the microbes. And then eventually they're going to be like, oh, we found a creature which is semi-intelligent on Mars. And slowly they're they're going to get you. Yeah, semi-intelligent, like a dog or something like that, like a Martian dog. Uh, and, and, and that's how they're slowly going to condition people. Now, it'll be great if you see, like, just, you know, a feed one day from Mars, and you see, like, a bunch of little Martians walking around with uh, Biden's intergalactic laptop matters or something crazy like that. That would be <laughs> awesome. But I doubt that. But, but I, you know, I, I do think I want to live to see disclosure happen. I know that uh, Robert Morningstar wants to live to see this happen. Uh, Steve Bassett, who's also a great friend of the show here, and enough myself, he wants to see this happen. I know you want to see it happen. Uh, you've been through well, your, I your like, stuff. I would like very much for people to know I'm not crazy, that I'm yeah. telling the truth. Although, um, Doris Neely 
uh, CIA archivist came forward and said that what I remember is completely consistent with what was in the file that she uploaded regarding me. So oh, wow. I have been I have been verified. So right. Oh, there you go. Just so the public knows, I'm not crazy. There's a real government employee who verified me. Now, does that give you the little blue uh, icon on Twitter? No. With a check? (laughs) No, the little blue icon on Twitter is not going to happen because they think I'm crazy. What do you think of Elon Musk buying Twitter and his role in the space race? I think that Elon Musk has like a split personality. Yes. And that one side is doing exactly what they tell him to do. And the other side is this spoiled rich kid who wants to be good to people. And that any, at any given moment, it could be either one of them. Did you know that he was raised with Asperger's syndrome? No, I didn't, but that that sounds very consistent. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in fact, uh, he, he wasn't spoiled. He actually had uh, problems connecting to people when he was young. And, uh, well, his, that's, that's yeah. obvious in his adult life. Yeah. He had, a, a, you know, a, for a long period of time, he was a, a very lonely kid. He didn't know how to talk to people and... Uh, his mom was very open about it, and uh, when actually when he did SNL and Saturday Night Live, he uh, was very open about his uh, his situation, and uh, he even you know made fun of himself, saying, "Do you not think somebody with Asperger's syndrome would be kind of goofy and weird?" You know, like, he understands that people find him a little bit weird, uh, but what I do love about him is something you said. I think genuinely, he wants to do what's right. By people, yeah. I think that there's a part of him that it's—he's uh, a good guy, but he has to know how to like. You know how the say goes: "Got to know when to hold him and know when to fold him." And he knows how to hold that line very well. That he knows that he can't get too off the spectrum, because if he does, they're gonna ride him to the grave. So he knows exactly what he maneuvers he can do and he can't do. So the uh, radicals don't eat him alive. So he'll sometimes play on one side or the other. But I love that tweet he put out there where he's talking about where he is now and how he was liberal. And now he's been pushed to the conservative side. And it's not even his doing because he was just like kind of standing there. But then he's like, these people are crazy. So he ran away from the crazies. And that tells you exactly where he's at. When I started voting back in the 70s, I was what they used to call an Eisenhower Republican. And over my lifetime, that I have maintained those same values. Mm. And the spectrum of American politics has moved to the right of me. Mm, interesting. And every election, it gets further right of me. <laughs> I still believe in equal rights for everybody. I still yep. believe in a level playing field. I still believe in maintaining the infrastructure so that we have 
roads and bridges and mm -hmm. whatever we need to maintain our economy. And I still believe that properly run unions are the best defense that the working man has against overwhelming business owners. Yeah. So oh, I'm, not, I'm not saying that the unions we have now are necessarily that, but the ideal version is still the best weapon we have. Yeah. Because by yourself, you're nothing. Oh, that, that's very true. But here's, here's another problem, though, Penny. Uh, even unions, at the end of the day, are just part of the the, uh, the machine, and they you are know, now, yeah, yeah, and uh, we're you know in the economy and the way the e economics work, uh, you know, in this country now, uh, it's nothing more than paid slavery. I mean, we're still slaves. It's just yeah, they, just they changed the definition of the word. You know, if they pay us, then we have to maintain ourselves. Right. But it's still, we're still working to eat. Right. But but here's the kicker. If you put machines to do all man's work, what the hell are we going to do with each other? Just, <laughs> I, I mean, okay. there's only so many Let babies so people could have. <laughs> Let me tell you how it works on Mars in the civilian groups. They have everything that they need supplied right food water clothing the buildings they live in the cities they don't have to do anything this is in the german cities the civilians not the military military is slavery but in the cities that frees them up to be able to do what their gifting is. And humans have this need to be productive. So there are very few people that are sitting around being leeches, and most of them are picked up and put in the military. Mm. So they're... The artists are... are doing their art, the writers are writing, the people that are interested in, in various things are all busy. But there's only so much of that to go around. Now, why, why well, is Mars... It's plenty to go around because they have zero-point energy, they have replicator machines that you can literally put feces in them and they will give you edible food out. Yeah, I don't want to eat that. That's uh, <laughs> I don't want to eat a turd I burger. Eat it whenever they were designing it, and it took them a while to get it right, but they're doing pretty good with it now. Yeah, no, I, I saw a doctor here who uh, was working on what he called a turd burger, and I'm like, that just sounds great. <laughs> well, the technology took a while to develop it correctly, but. They have, they have technology to do all this stuff. And so you have all this free time. And they, there's a population of 10 million Germans on Mars. I don't know how many Americans. 
Here's a, a question for you. Why Mars? Why is that planet so important with all the other planets in our, in our solar system? Because I am a believer that Mars may uh, have uh, had you know, inhabitants for a long time. They, you know, the, the natives might still be there underground. And, you know, I believe oh, yeah, in a lot are. of stuff. But I think also that there's so many planets and moons in our solar system that could easily harbor life. So why are we so focused on Mars? And I'm looking at like some of Europa's moons or Venus. You know, because I, you know, we're told that Venus is runaway gas and greenhouse effect. But do we know that really? I mean, we're going off what NASA says. What I remember and I I was with the Germans out there. What I remember is that every planet except Saturn and every major moon in the whole solar system has bases or colonies. Every single one of them. Most of the asteroids have mining colonies. Mm, interesting. And they've had them since the 1950s, at least. Wow. Most of, most of them have been out there since the 40s. And because hyperspace travel is also time travel, the Germans have colonies out in space that are 400 years old. Wow. So it's, it's a lot bigger out there. They're, Altogether, my best guesstimate is there are a trillion people of German descent. Wow! In, in colonies in space. Why now, Germans? They, of all people. Because, because there has been a constant battle between the Roman Empire and the German tribes that goes back three thousand years. And when the German tribes got the technology to leave, they did. Okay, I've served a long time with them, and their attitude toward it is that nobody here wanted them. Mm. So they got the means and opportunity, and they left. Wow. And they were working on it. Whenever yeah. World War II was around. And what we've got going on now is that the Americans are angry that the Germans got out there first. Yeah. And so now they're trying, they're trying to take World War II back out to them. And most Americans still think that all Germans are Nazis, which is flagrant bullshit. Yeah. They're just people like everybody else. Uh, you know, it's it's uh, an ideology which uh, it's spread uh, even now in politics here in the U.S. Uh, it, you know, if you're, they're not just German people, but if your ideals politically are, you know, on a certain spectrum, they throw the Nazi tag on you immediately. Yeah. And, and it's like that word means a whole lot to them. Uh, in fact, I was talking about this uh, not long ago with a friend of mine about the swastika. And they kept telling me how the swastika is Nazi propaganda. And I'm like, do you understand the swastika initially was actually depicting the Milky Way because it's a spiral, like a spiral galaxy? Mm-hmm. 
and exactly. it, had, it had nothing to do with Nazis. And they were like, oh, I didn't know that. I'm like, well, see, now you know something you didn't know. It goes back thousands of years. Yeah. Uh, the Nazis were a political party for 20 years. Yeah, yeah. But That's it. There are people now trying to revive it, but the actual real deal was 20 years. Yeah, tops. yeah, yeah. I, you and, know, and you would think that, that it was something like communism that lasted a century, but it wasn't. It no. Was 20, 20 years. And who fought the, the Nazis the hardest? The Russians. <laughs> Well, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, uh, funny enough, uh, after World War Two, you know, we had, of course, the death of uh, Nikola Tesla. Uh, we had, uh, you know, Roswell happen here in, in, in Roswell, New Mexico. Uh, we had a lot of stuff that dealt with UFOs and aliens. One thing that people don't understand about Tesla was he was working on UFO aircrafts for the government. He had schematics he of his office. <clears throat> My voice is starting to go. He was working on Project Rainbow yes. with Einstein. And yep. that was the underlying project that led to the Philadelphia experiment and use the use of hyperspace drives. But they, they retrieved a chair from a spaceship and they were trying to figure out how that worked and that was the basis for all of the experimentation that happened at Montauk was yeah. how to use the chair yeah I, so, believe that. Um, I believe that we had experimentation on children at Montauk from about 1955 up until it finally stopped, I guess, about five years ago. I believe and that, yeah. Part, parts of it moved to Indiana, and that's still ongoing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I believe They're that. They're still torturing children. Yeah. Why do you think so many kids uh, went up missing in this country over the last 100 years? Yeah, yeah, they're using them for projects, and the ones that don't qualify for the projects get turned into adrenochrome. Yeah. They get, they get killed outright. Their body parts are used in the organ trade. They get sold as sex slaves. They get sold as labor slaves. Yep. And they're basically worked to death. Yeah. So if a kid disappears, the odds are they're going to be dead within a year. From a year to seven years, seven years if they're used for labor. So they've got that long to survive this because, let's face it, most of them are dead in the first three months. Yeah, yeah. And those of us who were used for these black ops, and they're not all in space, but those of us who are used in the black ops, we're mind fractured, so we are damaged for the rest of our lives. Oh, I can imagine. I don't want to imagine, and, but I can imagine. Yeah, it, it must be horrible. The nightmares. Uh, my flashbacks are as bad as my partner's, and he was in Vietnam. And there are times that that both of us wake up the neighbors oh. because we wake up with these. Fl- we wake up screaming with flashbacks of things we've had to do. 
in military situations. And, um, you know, we're sitting there looking at each other like, mm-hmm, I know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> That's part of why we get along so well is we empathize with each other's flashbacks. You, you feel each other's pain. Yeah, I definitely get it. Yeah. Listen, Penny, I know we're short on time here. We, we promised you, uh, you know, we wanted you after an hour and I don't want to keep you too long. Uh, but I want everybody to again follow your show, give us again the times and how to listen in. Uh, you're awesome and I want to have you back on, especially when you heal up a little bit more so we can continue this fascinating look into your life. Uh, thank you for having me and it's on G-E-R-N hyphen radio dot com and I'm Live on Saturdays from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern. Which is cool because it's before my show at 9 to midnight. Yeah. Huh? So you have to miss my show to listen to her show on Saturdays, folks. That yeah. always helps. Yeah, it does. It, it does big time. Uh, Penny, uh, thank you so much for being here with us. We're going to go on break here in a minute, but it's been awesome having you on. And I wish you nothing but the speediest of recoveries. And uh, God bless you. God love you for all the hard work and uh, all the stuff you've done over the years. Thank you. Folks. Good night.